Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. I am the second half. Hello, everyone. My name is Dan, and welcome to Heroes of Noise, episode 130. Steve Hudson, what is happening, my man? You know, life is wonderful. You know, life life took an uptick, and it's it's doing okay today. You'd be like, what's new? <laughs> I imagine that's uh, something that we should probably at least address, right? I, I want to. Do you? I think so, yeah. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen, Perhaps the show sounds just a little bit more cool today, a little more smooth. Maybe there's a little more bass in the sound. There's a reason for that. It's because we also have a track that is coming from overseas. This track belongs to a good friend of ours. His name is Johnny Bucks. Johnny Bucks, what's happening, dude? Welcome back to the show. Hello, champs. Hello, champs. (laughs) Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man i gotta get you guys back from last episode man seriously <laughs> jesus how long has it been since we've had john on steve dude like two years it's been a long time have we had you during the covid season mm, i don't think so jesus christ i let me just say right now johnny i'm sorry i don't know what's gotten into us man outside of just being trapped in our houses and uh being in this uh time standstill kind of situation like things are just starting to feel like they're moving around but i swear to you bro it doesn't seem like we've been not talking this way for like over half a year that's crazy yeah well we kind of keep in touch don't we that's the that's the thing yeah we do you know that's very true Uh, yeah it's lovely to be back thanks for asking me are they are they opening things up out there uh uh. (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) they cut well they did and now they're starting to close things down a little bit again. Okay. Oh, I have a feeling that that's what we're about to uh, have. <laughs> at the moment, everything's kind of a little bit up in the air. We, you know, every, we, I think most people are taking it a day at a time over here at the moment. Yeah. I mean, when you guys are on the streets, do you see nothing but masks? Or are there still people that kind of like, eh, skip a mask? Most people don't seem to wear them out on the street. But everyone's got to wear them if they go into a, into a, a shop. And now, like, if you go to a restaurant or a bar, you've got to wear it going in. But then once you sit at your table, you can take it off. <laughs> that makes a yeah. whole bunch of sense right there. Yeah, That's right. strange. Well, this is the thing. We're getting all these kind of really bizarre mixed messages. And it's leading to a lot of people either um, genuinely not being sure what to do or being able to do what they want and then kind of blame it on the fact that the instructions aren't clear. Our leader, <laughs> the mighty Bojo, hmm. um, you may have caught some of his antics over there, but you know he he come you know he came out originally and said, right, uh, 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 okay, uh, you must stay indoors, uh, but then you've got to go to work, but don't go to work, um, only go to work if you can, but if you can't, then go to work, but don't go to work. <laughs> it's, it's like that. It's like. What? What are you talking about? Everybody just was like, oh, this is, no one knows what's going on. I, I thought when he got sick, everything was going to, I was like, oh, he's going to come back and be like, you know what? Forget it. Let's take this thing absolutely 100% seriously. But it seems like he's kind of. What? Sorry? Didn't he get sick? Did he? He did not get sick? Well, I don't know. He might have done. <laughs> and again, he might not have done. 
Nobody saw any pictures of him in hospital. You would think that would be the ideal <laughs> PR opportunity for somebody to get some sympathy That's and maybe true. show what a battler he is by having pictures of him in his sick bed, you know, and, and speaking to the nation from his, from his sick bed. Oh, you know, I'm going to be okay. You're you know, right. We're going to get through this. Never saw any pictures of him in hospital. I'm, I'm, now, he could well have been ill. I'm not saying he wasn't. But then again, I'm not saying that he was. <laughs> we, we may be dealing with that sort of thing. Uh, I kind of think you might be. <laughs> you're, definitely, you're definitely in that twilight yeah. zone. Oh, for sure. It's and like Schrodinger's, caught... Schrodinger's president. Yes. He probably got the idea from him. Exactly. He called him. He's like, you know what yeah. you should do, Doc? <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme on that earlier on. The two of them on the phone. So you're telling me they won't even know? And he's like, <laughs> no, yes, uh, you can just totally get away with it. <laughs> And then the sad part is, as soon as he's like, I'm sick, 99% of uh, people online are like, we don't believe him. I'm like, well, that backfired. <laughs> no one believes him anyway. Like, yeah, we don't buy it. I'm like, dang, yeah. no one yeah. buys it. it. He did it a little too late. He says that a really bad time in the debate. Yes. Um, yes. And he doesn't want to put any more. He can't. I don't think he can fit another foot in his mouth. He can't. It's, oh, it's, I think you'd be surprised. I think he's got room for many feet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lots of tiny hands, maybe. But, um, oh, you know, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? He's going to have to be quiet for two weeks. And what happens in two weeks? Oh, there's another debate. That's right. He's like, I have to be on quarantine for 14 days, but the debate's in 13. So, yeah, ah, so like, close. Oh, so close. Like, oh. Just in case Darn. anyone's wondering what we're talking about, which I seriously doubt, but it, <laughs> if in the event that you've been under a rock for the last 24 hours, which, again, you know, depends on when you listen to this. So Donald Trump and Melania Trump, they, they they tweeted out yesterday, basically, that they have the coronavirus. And my initial reaction, guys, was like, I started dancing in the streets and shit. And then I went, hold up. Wait a second. That's too easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 I don't I don't believe it. After a good night's sleep, I can honestly say that I actually don't believe it. Here's what I will say. I will tell you that <clears throat> not to get super in the weeds. However, um, the Republicans don't care if he wins now. They're going to seat the Supreme Court justice. That's the only thing they care about. So if he's like, I'm going to fake it, they're like, fine, go ahead. We don't care. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. At this point, they don't care. They're like, oh, we're getting a Supreme Court justice. That's all that matters. So that anything you put up there, let any legislation, it goes to a uh, Republican Supreme Court and it gets bashed down anyway. So they're like, all right, if he wins, fine. If he doesn't, fine. We don't care. Yeah. Act sick. Whatever. Do what you need to do. They are jettisoning Trump. And they don't care. They're done. They're done. As you see, they don't really come out. Oh, our president's amazing. He's they're just like, hey, I hope he feels better. Dems the brakes. Coney Barrett is going to be seated. She is immune and she's fine. So it's like, okay, that's what's right now. No one cares about if Trump wins anymore. And that's a smart move. They're seating a she's 48. She's going to be on that court for how many years? Couple dimes. Dude. 40 years at least, or 30 years at least, because she's super young. It's over, dog. We are in this weird generation, though, where like anything's possible. So I'm going to stick around 20. You never know. Now. I think our, all of our lifespans have actually like dropped down a little bit. Yeah, but our freaking Ruth Bader, she was there for a second and a half. Yeah, too. but you know what? How many hundred-year-old people, I know she wasn't 100, but how many close to 100 people do you know that are like, oh, I just ate nothing but steak and eggs? I smoked. I drank whiskey Trump. every single day. Trump is going to live till he's 304, dog. Watch. He's going to live for a long time. He's gonna, what's that called, John? That head that gets stored in um, Doctor Who? 
It's that giant head and that tank. That's going to be Trump. Oh, the face of both. The face of both. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's going to be around for because that's how it goes, dude. That's how this goes. And now that freaking Bucks is talking about Bojo, I sure if he if if someone let him fake this, they played him terribly because this was a bad move if they faked it. If he is sick, he couldn't have helped it. Still not going to do him well. He almost has ceded the presidency, which, again, the Republicans don't care about. They got the Supreme Court justice. They don't care. But, yeah, he ceded the, so he ceded the election. Don't worry, everybody. We'll get out of the politics in just a bit. But this is big news. Yeah, it's huge. It's humongous. I mean, it's, it's large. I think it's at least second to the Supreme Court. At least second to a 48-year-old person going under the Supreme Court for the rest of their lives. That doesn't believe in abortion rights. That is insane. Dude, we are in for an interesting few years, bro. It's the news du jour. That's why it's like everyone's talking about it right now. When you wake up and you look on you look on Twitter and it's that's all you're seeing right now, you know? Yeah. And and it's people are like, oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know what? I've thought about it. I don't believe it. Another person's like, I believe it. And everyone that is smarter is like right in the middle, being like, you know what? He's so crazy. Either one can be true. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's so freaking nuts. Either story could be a reality. Here's what I will say. Um, and they might have faked it, but the uh, that jetliner that has to go up if the president's sick did go. That's a big fake because they have, they have to up the um, security because it makes us weak. You know, whenever a president's sick, they automatically send out jets to make sure that we were patrolling and all that jazz. So that jet went out. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of, I mean, and if it is fake, the people wouldn't know. The people flying the jet, they just take the orders. But a lot of those down the line, like generals, a lot of them don't, even if they're, you know, Republican, they don't play that stuff. They're like, we're not going to send our men out for this silly thing. So that is a massive, what is that quote? They're like, one, there's the reason conspiracies don't really exist is because two people, two people can't keep a secret. If you have more than one person in a room, it's going to get out. It has to. That's just how life is. And so, and this guy with his big mouth, he's going to be like, I faked it all. What? If he did fake it, he's going to brag on it. You guys fell for it. I faked it all. If I'm being real, honestly, I don't think it's fake. I'm just, I'm half kidding. But there's going to be something that's going to be, there's going to be some kind of falsity that comes out of this. I could see him tweeting from his bed. Everything's all good. You know what I mean? Everything's fine. And then, or maybe, maybe he just has like regular symptoms. He's not going to be too bad. Either way, he's yeah. going to turn this around to where it comes out, you know, right at the nick of time. Hey, guess what? I'm fine. It's no big deal. See, I told you. He's just going to lose a lot of uh, support because remember, of what, 60, 50% of his support believe it's a hoax. So if he says, I got it, those people are going to be like, what the crap? I don't know what's going on right now. Where are you God damn it, don't you hear? But Bingo, but like, okay, what are you, that's why whoever told him, that's why I don't think, I don't know if it's fake because that's just not a good strategy. Right now he's staying because he has to stay. He can't go out. And now uh, Mark, uh, 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 Mike Lee, he just tested positive. He was around the president. Like the president also ended up passing it to different people. And these people are coming positive. I'm like, yep, here is it. Here it comes. And good thing Joe Biden tested negative today. There was that massive list of everyone that was on the plane with him. Dude, That's a lot of people. Dude, 
That, but that's nothing. Remember, they just did that huge thing where they showed the new Supreme Court justice. No one had masks in that crowd. That was just spread.com. And then we knew that Hope Hicks knew that she had it early, way be- like before the debate, and they still went on. I'm like, you could have given it to Joe Biden. Incidentally, who tested negative? Oh, nicely. I like that, Mr. In- See, that's two things you said. You're like, uh, what did you say? The so what you're saying, Steve, is because I said incidentally and du jour, now, nice, I, now I'm fancy bro. pants, Dan. Is that what you're saying? Look at this dude, mister, with his brogan big words. Broga. Oh, good. You know what, John? <laughs> Glad you're here, John. Yeah. Let's talk about broga for a second because, Steve, yeah. I, I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to say anything yet. John, do you have any response to the broga thing? Is he on point? Is he not on point? What do you think? Because, first of all, let me just say, I feel fantastic. I'm in week four. You look great. Okay. Yeah, Steve sees me all the time, so he knows how good I'm looking. You know what, dude? Just call No, me. I'm just saying you do, because we see each other almost every day, right? <laughs> you look great. You said you lost all this weight, bro. Steve talk about Billy Crystal shit. You look marvelous. It's better to look good than to feel you good. You look marvelous. Um, Oh, my God. What a memory. Anyway. Week go. four. Jeez, that brought back memories. I'm down about 12 pounds. I will admit, I gained two. I'm blaming water weight. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm sore as shit. Like my whole, there's, there's parts of me and I'm not exaggerating. There are parts of me that I didn't even know had muscles in them right now that I'm just like, Oh God. (laughs) So John, thank you very much for turning me on to DDPY yoga, man. I I honestly feel like I could be like a a spokesperson for it right now, but I'm still, you know, just in the, in the beginnings of it. But thank you very much, sir. Mate, I'm glad you're enjoying it, and I'm glad you're feeling the benefit. Oh, I'm feeling something, man. I'm feeling something for sure. <laughs> like, I'm almost like, everything hurts, but in a good way today. You know what I mean? Just sitting down, I feel okay. shit, like, like flexing. It's crazy. I love it. Oh, good. Daniel hit me up this week about it. Did he? Yeah, he was like, I need to, can I come over and use your weights? I was like, have you talked to Dan? I was like, you do know that he, because he said he, he, you know, he wants to start whatever, working out or whatnot. And I said, you know that Broga's working for him. <laughs> and he said, he's like, you know, it's funny. Everyone has been talking to him because he's such a wrestling fanatic. He loves wrestling. Yeah. He's like, I've known about Diamond Dallas Page Yoga for years, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. And I was like, yeah, you might want to just start there because Dan seems to be having a really, really good, successful thing there. And if you've never hit a weight, I'm not going to put bars on you, bro. I think you should just start there and then go for it. And I think, and I think he's, he's like, you know what? I'm good. You know, well, he didn't really answer, but I hope he gets into the Brogan situation. I think that's smart. If I had my way, I would turn everyone onto it, but I don't feel like I'm at a point where I can really wax about it. So that's why I wanted to ask you, John, if you don't mind. Like, I don't want to turn yeah. this into the DDPY infomercial, but I am very curious what your experience has been. It's been fantastic. Uh, I've, I've, my friend, actually, Matt from my band Majestic 12, is a big wrestling nut. Now, I've never been into it. Um, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously he he got into it and he saw great results. And I was like, man, you look great. What's going on? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've got into this thing. And I thought, well, I've been doing, um, I've done bits of yoga before and I've done Tai Chi for 30 years. So I've kind of done similar kind of stuff. But um, he he sort of, he lent me the, the DVDs and... Um, I checked those out and I really liked it. Um, I was a little bit baffled by the presentation. Yeah. Um, I looked into, um, I saw that Arthur's story, the, the video that I sent you, which is about this dude that was in a really bad shape, really bad way. He, he had lots of injuries from being a paratrooper and the way 
he transformed his himself and his life as a result um was quite inspiring and then i so i tried it i gave it a go and i really enjoyed it um i mean it, the wrestling side of it has never appealed to me and it's sort of gone a lot of the stuff that he re- refers to like some of the moves he gives them like wrestling names. yeah he just renamed stuff yeah he just renames it because he you know for a start he's an american wrestler superstar guy and they're all like that, right? They're all like kind of well, they seem to be. They're all very sort of loud. Of I course. mean, if 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 I could, if if somebody says, "What's the most American thing you can think of?" That'd probably be on the list. Oh, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, the wrestling because it's a it's a it's we did have wrestling here um, when I was a kid. <laughs> it used to be wrestling on the TV on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> now British wrestling was quite a different story. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like these massive fat blokes just kind of like slamming each other around. It was it was like something that might happen out of the back of a pub. <laughs> but it sort of, um, I suppose it was more similar to the kind of backyard wrestling kind of vibe. More fun, yes. But yeah, it was all very silly and clearly very sort of choreographed. Um, and I never, it never really appealed to me that much. And then, you know, the whole in the 80s and the, WWF and all that sort of stuff really became big. Like I say, my friend really got into it. And I, I, I kind of, I think one of the best descriptions I ever saw of the American wrestling is it's like a soap opera for white American dudes. Tall, that is, tall, that's pretty much about it, yeah. Now, that's a bit Holy of a generalization, crap. obviously. No, it's but, not. Really. Very but, good. I mean, there's a whole story going on. They have their drama. Yeah, they've all these characters and they've got all these stories going on, these different beasts of each other and all that sort of stuff. And it's all all a bit of fun. And I could appreciate that, but I just never yes. really got into it. So this guy comes along. He 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 busts his back in the ring, basically. I mean, he, apparently he didn't really start wrestling until he was in his 30s. He was quite late to it, Dallas Page. And then got really badly injured. And he was having to rehabilitate his back. Um, and his wife was going to yoga and she said, Oh, maybe you should try it. And, and because he's a kind of jock type character, really, I suppose you'd say, you know, he's a real man kind of guy, you know, um, he's like, Oh, I'm not going to want to do that girly yoga sort of thing, you know? So he's coming from that angle and he's kind of playing it up like wrestlers play up a character a little bit, you know? Um, and when he, when he, but he realized that a lot of this this yoga stuff was actually doing in the world of good and he and he credits it with with kind of healing him and so he developed a system that's like a combination of yoga and more of a sort of um cardio kind of approach it's yoga moves but you while you do the movements you you engage all your muscles so you tense everything as much as you possibly can while you're moving he says it's like moving through clay you sort of imagine you're moving through clay. So there's this resistance going on all the time. That resistance, man. Man, honestly, once you get into that. Yeah, I can't believe what a difference it makes. And your heart rate starts to rocket up. You've got, you got the heart rate monitor and everything, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. So you, it tells you when you're in your zone and all that. So, yeah, you start, you start tensing all your muscles up and doing these yoga moves. It's serious. It's really serious. It's a proper workout. And you'll, you'll, you'll be out of breath. You'll be sweating. Your heart rate will be up in the. High 120s into 130s. Yeah, there's a couple times where it's like it'll kick into the red and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to chill for a second. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, there's some work- workouts you do later that encourage you to get into the red zone. 
Jesus Christ, man. No, it's, it's insane, yeah. yeah but, it's it's but it's a, it's a proper workout. And uh, But he pitched it originally as uh, YRG, yoga for regular guys. This ain't your mama's yoga. <laughs> Dude yoga. Broga, because, as Steve said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Broga would have been a good name for it because he was kind of trying to encourage people to do guys to do it, essentially. Um, and, and fans of his that will probably be mostly male demographic with wrestling, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he was, I guess he was trying to appeal to his fan base initially. Um, but then a lot of people got into it and a lot of women got into it. So he kind of rebranded it as, as DDPY and took the kind of the regular guys bit out of it. And in some of the first videos is, is, is it's very kind of the way he talks is, is more like a Sergeant major. Yeah. He's definitely you know, trying to get. Kind of he, like, he's sorry, John. I was just going to say he's definitely trying to get guys that have that whole. I ain't doing that feminine shit. He's trying. To yeah, get that exactly. Out of yeah, he's, he's trying coming to make from it that more approachable and palatable for people yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. And and you know that that kind of never really fazed me because that sort of just struck me as just the way he's presenting it. He's that kind of a guy. Um, you know, like like um, like. Joe, my partner, tried it, but she just couldn't get on with the personality, his personality. She quite liked the exercise, but she found him kind of annoying. Yeah, that's what Gail's going through as well. She, I told her, why don't you yeah. try this with me? Because she's looking to do something like that. She actually does real yoga, yeah, but yeah. she hasn't done it for a while yeah. since everything closed down. So I play this for yeah. her. I'm working out in front of her, and she's like, well, it's, you're no doubt getting the workout. Like You're, you're drenched when you're done. And I can tell mm-hmm. that it's doing something to you because you're starting to disappear. But at the same yeah. time, I just she just can't seem to get down with that whole, you know, with the whole switching of the names and that whole, you know, added yeah. balls to it, basically. You know, it's yoga with balls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, essentially, I, I, that doesn't really phase me. No, I've learned to, like, tune it out already. Yeah, I kind of, I don't, it, it, I don't really listen to, I don't really take that side of it. Um, it doesn't really worry me. I kind of, I like a lot of the motivational things that he says you know if you if you tell yourself you can or you tell yourself you can't you can't you're right which i think is a, a really good motto for life generally right <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of good stuff in there it's just wrapped in this kind of very sort of wrestlery kind of package but um the actual exercises are fantastic and um i undertook i've been sort of doing it on and off for the last couple of years two three years i've i've sort of uh, done it for a few months and then sort of dropped off and then tried it again and for a few months and dropped off. So I've kind of not done it properly or seriously. But then um, 1st of January this year, um, this guy, um, Thomas Whalen, who is one of the, who's, uh, a, you could say like a graduate of it, you can become a qualified instructor. Um, he set up a 100-day challenge Facebook group so you do one of the workouts. It doesn't matter which one it is. It could be one of the most simpler, simpler ones. It could be whatever one you want. But you do a DDP cha- uh, yoga workout every day. And you have your own like accountability thread, just a message stream. that It's just for yourself, just to make yourself accountable for doing one every day. So I thought, right, sounds good. I'm going to do that. So I started on the 1st of January. I did that 100. I kept it going for a few days until the next 100 one started and i've done it every day since first of january wow good for you man 
I'm trying to I'm do the everyday do the, thing. I'm trying to do the whole year. Yeah, I'm trying to do the everyday thing, but I still have like jo- like my shoulder that I had surgery on is a little pissed off at me right yeah. now. So yeah. it's one of those things where you kind of have to like modify it a little bit or I, I don't know. I'm being stupid. I know me. I usually go too hard. I'm going to end up hurting myself, but I'm trying to not do that this time because I'd like to keep this going. Because if I fall off the wagon, usually that's it. I'll stop for months or, you know. God yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd give, give yourself time man. don't rush it. Um, you know, he's, he's very encouraging um, on making it your own, right? He's always saying, you know, modify what you need to modify. You know, there, there's certain moves that you encounter that you just think, I can't, no, I can't get there yet. So you just do what you can, you know, I'll show you a, a slightly easier way to do it or you just, you just chill out for a few minutes and then carry on on the next bit. And then the next time you try it, you might be able to do a little bit more and then a little bit more and you gradually build it up. I want to see Steve do it. Yeah, I think you should give it a go, man. Definitely. For sure. You like exercise. It's, it's definitely worth trying. It's, um, I wouldn't mind. I'm in. It's good, By man. Way, that for sure means absolutely not. I never will. That's <laughs> yeah. not true. No, that's not true. I would. The thing is, like on one of my off days, I would, be, I would just say, oh, you know what? Let me get a cool little workout in. Well, I think it would help, uh, you know, because I, I, uh, I also do, I guess what you call like, not just sort of standard yoga as well just normal yoga i run a few classes these days uh, for mostly older ladies you know i inherited the class from the instructor who was retiring she knew i did a bit of yoga and said i knew i I ran the tai chi group and she said well my mom was one of her uh people in her class and um i've been going for many years and she told the instructor about me and then the instructor said well i'm planning to retire would john be interested in in maybe taking over so um, about a year ago, I started going to her classes to learn how she did it and get to know all the people in the groups. Um, and then since September of last year, I've been I've been doing that. So it's been great. It's kind of a little bit of a part-time job for me. Um, all the ladies are lovely. We have a good laugh. I do a very much, um, I call it easy yoga. It really is very simple and very straightforward for that, that anyone can do. So I kind of do that side of it too. And I, I think yoga just generally is a great thing to do, if, even if you're doing other exercise. So, you know, if you're into going down the gym, just being able to stretch and, and, be, and, and, and you, know, uh, you know, stay flexible and stuff like that is only going to enhance any other ac- activity that you're doing, any other sport or, or workouts. It's, it's going to enhance what you already do. Helps out with them indoor sports, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you know it is what it is bro. <laughs> it's true it's true. yeah man we'll I, get, I do i do dumbbell curls for that though <laughs> man seriously you should try some of the 10 10 second push-ups that i've been having to do this month. look at this guy look at you know what John, here's the thing bucks is over there getting ripped he's over there trying to walk out like if you're some <laughs> dude, i'm just i'm just rocking. trying to stay alive <laughs> that dude's over there getting hey speaking of in shape did y'all see lenny kravitz not recently he's on the cover of men's fitness and it's unreal dan all right i'm looking now yeah it's, i'm looking at he's 56 bro it is ridiculous what? hold up no, he was like that. He looks like he's coming for Momoa right here, dude. 
Dude, he looks like Momoa. What the crap? <laughs> what happened? Did I miss a chapter? He's probably doing that DDPY yoga. That's probably what it is, man. That's probably what it is. That dude is fifty six, looking pretty good. But it's like he's never really 56. looked bad, though. He's never looked bad. And how many times but have you I seen think, him without his shirt on? I mean, when we chilling, you know, hey. we having coffee. You know what I mean? Talking music. How you doing, Lenny? Take your shirt off. That's not going to do the size of his head any good, though, is it? That's probably just going to feed into his already overinflated ego. Okay, it, he's kind of a douche, am I right? Oh. I would imagine. Well, look. look. <laughs> Look, oh. I, 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 I saw him once, right? I went, uh, I went to see um, right. the, the mighty Aerosmith back in the day. Oh, I saw the nice. same tour. Saw the same tour. No. 1991. Oh, not the same tour. And he was supporting them at, at the old Wembley Stadium. Jesus, they Massive crowd, Wembley? right? Um, I think it, let me think. It was Stereophonics were on first, which I missed. Not, uh, not too worried about that. Then the Black Crows were on. Holy amazing band, God, right? A, that's a hell of a boat. bill right there. Yeah, amazing. They were superb, as always. I've seen them a few times before. Uh, talking to Blue Eyed Soul, Chris Robinson, but we'll get back to that in another oh, conversation. A, that I, oh, well. yes, we have a conversation. Then Kravitz came on, okay? So he's like the next <laughs> one, and then the headliners are Aerosmith, right? It's their gig. It's Aerosmith headliners, right? Kravitz comes on, and, you know, there's a good response. And I, up to that point, was... A little bit of a fan, you know? Great tunes. Love the stuff. Great bass player. Good grooves. Nice stuff, right? And then Lenny decided that people weren't cheering loud enough for him. Oh, Jesus. And had a little bit of a temper tantrum on stage. Threw his little toys out of his little Kravitz pram. What? And said... You guys all cheer your football team. Why won't you cheer for me? Oh, in, Jesus. in Wembley God. Stadium, home of the England football team. Jesus. Fuck you, you can't. Exactly. Exactly. It, we were all Billy Butcher <laughs> at that point. And I just thought, you prick. How dare you? And then, and then, um, and it's not even his gig. We were all there to see Aerosmith, mate. It's, dude, you should be, if I get up at Wembley and three people clap, I'll be like, yes! Exactly! Yes. I have to be here. Exactly. You shut know my up. stuff? Dope. Yeah, shut up. Play your music. We're here for Aerosmith. Thank you very much. And you'll make some new fans. Some people will be like, oh, I've never listened to there. I never listened to that. Nice, nice song. Yeah. Don't be a dickhead. Gee, that he's a okay. At least I know. I got the scent of douchiness from him. Mm. But I could never be like, oh. But he always had, even how he dresses around New York City. I'm like, that's a guy I wouldn't have coffee with. Mm, yeah, I kind of know. I kind of know what he would talk about. Pretty much, Kravitz.com yeah. is what we're talking yeah. about. This doesn't really surprise me. Now, when I saw him, it also happened to be with Aerosmith. Now, one of two things could have happened. First of all, everyone loved him, so they were just screaming. So maybe he was uh, he was satisfied with that, right? Or maybe mm -hmm. it's age. I don't know. He, I didn't get the same kind of a vibe off of him, but I could totally see that being the case because I've seen that many times with concerts. It's like, you know what? We just fucking gave you a bunch of money. Just play. Really, how much How much clapping do you really need? Iggs, dude, Iggs. And here's the thing. There's one guy that should be a douche that I've never seen be a douche on stage, and that's John Mayer. He smells like it to me. Oh, he's a douche. I know, but on stage, he just doesn't give me... I'm like, okay, he's just... 
seems like I'm just going to get up here and blow you guys' minds. But he doesn't give off the, you guys aren't clapping for me right now. He doesn't do that. But I'm like, I know it's there. It's a, it's, it's a matter of, it's a matter of time before he blows up some, I mean, he's already said stupid things in the press, but on stage one day he's going to be like, oh, you guys don't like my song? Probably. I got a question for both of y'all, Jay. This week I was of course staring at the wall because that's all you can do nowadays. And I thought of something, somebody, I saw a scene and I think you're going to know what's, I just don't want to ruin it on the show. And um, somebody was singing words to a song. And they knew the song. And I think there's a category we should all start. Songs that you don't hate, but if somebody knows all the lyrics, they're probably douches. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, example. (laughs) We didn't start the fire. I don't hate the song. Oh, okay. But if you know all the words, I probably won't like Why you. Why is that? <laughs> what did Billy Joel do to you where he has to be Nothing. I'm just saying I like the song, but if you uh, know the words, I probably won't like you. Oh. Just like Informer. I like Informer. I have nothing against. Oh, but if you know the words all the way through, I'm like, oh, you're probably someone I'm not going to kick it with. Oh, well, that's. That's it for me and you then, Steve. Right, I, know. I don't believe you. I don't believe you know all the words. I don't believe you. Well, ladies Informer. and gentlemen, I guess this is it. So, uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll lick your boom boom down in a minute. I tell you. Oh, nice. <laughs> Bucks coming up with a physical threat. I'm about to lick your boom boom. I'll lick your boom boom down. You're telling you now. <laughs> would you, would you chill with someone who knew all the words so we didn't start the fire, Jay? Uh, probably, but I don't know I them. Don't, well, okay, here's another thing. What if they know uh-huh. every everything but the lyrics? In other words, they could sing it in perfectly fine, but to a perfectly fine, no problem. Because I certainly don't know all the lyrics to that one. However, I do know a lot of Billy Joel lyrics. So does that mean that that is its own category? Like that song puts you in doucheville? That specific has to be a song. That you don't hate, but if someone knows the words, you probably, they're probably. Oh, man, you got me thinking now. Like, what would that be? And I, right off the back, I thought Informer and We Didn't Start. The what fire. about Boom Bastic? Like, oh. If you know Boom Bastic, does that make you a douche? Oh, you probably are a totally. And I like the song. <laughs> but if you know the words, you probably are totally a douche. Hmm. Boom Bastic is one of those songs. Yes. Like, we don't know the words to that, but if someone started being like, during the like we're all singing the chorus and then they start singing the verse i'll be like oh we'll pull over right now get out (laughs) (laughs) so yeah there are songs like that that i'm just like okay you know what else is another one i would say come together as one okay now you're just you know it's law if you no 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 i'm saying if you know it flawlessly and you're not a beatles fanatic if you're a beatles fanatic that gives you a pass but if you're just like you learned that one song. I'm like, that is so weird. What if you're an Aerosmith you know, fan and you don't like the Beatles, but you're singing Come Together? Yeah, they did do a version of it. That's is weird. that a technicality? Like, do you avoid the douchiness? No, dude. Why? Did they redo Come Together? Oh, yeah. They did. They covered it, yeah. So did Michael Jackson. Okay, then. John, who did it better? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've heard the Michael Jackson version. I don't think I've heard the Michael Jackson version. But I like the Aerosmith version. I'm going with Aerosmith. I'm going Michael. He did it. He killed yeah, it. He I don't know. killed I don't know. it, dude. And he didn't change it a lot because he owned the rights. <laughs> so he's like, I can just do this song. So yeah, he he did a good job of it on on that was back when he was like 
not all the way. Is this the bad era or dangerous? Era? No, it yeah, it was bad. It was on Moonwalker, the video. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, that was a good movie. I might have heard it. Then. Yeah. But yeah, there's. So I I'm, I want to start that category. I'm, I'm thinking about more songs this week. That I'm just like, if you know all the words to this song, and I don't have anything wrong with it. Anything by the Smiths. I've never even heard of the Smiths. Oh, God. You know what? I agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> anything by Morrissey in general. Anything that involves Morrissey. Yeah. And you yeah. don't hate the music either, right, guys? Oh, I like the music. Yeah, That's but if the, they know all the words, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. <laughs> I, like the, I like the actual music of the Smiths. It's the vocals and the singing that I don't like. What about um, so Morrissey funny. on his own? Nah. Yeah. Terrible. Blokes are blokes come re- turned out to be a bit of a nasty racist in recent years yeah i used to get yeah more okay morrissey is he the older dude that wears the hat <laughs> oh i've never heard a morrissey song never mind <laughs> i'm so sorry i don't know those words but he's he's a very <laughs> yeah. very you've never seen morrissey you must have done man I think I did recently because he made uh like he made some statements and I was like, who's Morrissey? I didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, how is this getting so many retweets when he's like a nothing person I've never heard of? The thing is, like Morrissey's kind of huge. Is he really? Is it in UK or here? Or both? I think he's probably big on the on like college college scene uh, over there, I would have thought on like that kind of indie vibe. I like that. But, um, he's big with the Mexicans in mm. Fresno, by the way. He came to Fresno one time, yeah. and, and it looked like it was going to be like a uh, Vicente Fernandez concert or something up in there, dude. Like it's he, really? yeah, he's super big with Mexicans. That's what, you know. I like I told you when after he heard the podcast like at three in the morning, uh, Michael was like, "You don't think Metallica?" He's like, "If Metallica came to freaking Argentina, our c- place is shutting down." I said, "Really." He's like, oh, dude, it's insane. National holiday. So it's like literally like everyone knows when Metallica is going to Argentina. Apparently not just Argentina. They're, they're, they're big in the Hispanic uh, community. I'm just not in touch. Dan, you should be in touch with this. I should no, I, you know, I gave it a shot uh, with the Smiths. It's just not for me. Can't stand him. Weren't you the one that said you didn't like Aerosmith's live concert? Yes. I find it rather boring, but this is like. 90s Aerosmith, 90s 2000s Aerosmith, which is just not my deal. Would you, would you agree with that, Bucks? Um, it's okay if you don't, Bucks. I actually, no. I, I, the, a lot of the stuff. Um, well, I really like Pump. Great album. Pump is a great album. And have you heard? Have you heard Nine Lives? Have you heard that album? I have. It's just not for me, but I get it. Right. Okay. But there's some there's some killer tunes on that album. I really like that album. I respect Aerosmith. I mean, they've done their thing, but it's just, I really lost interest during that whole wave of ballads that they were doing. Oh, well, you mean, yeah, fair enough. But you know, that was more the kind of whole, um, the name of the songwriter that they were working with. Diane Warren. Yeah. Diane Warren. Like loads She's of people beast. were doing that kind of stuff yeah. around there, but that, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that I, I love the band. Um, I don't like all of their songs, but um, Steven Tyler is one of my favorite singers. Dude's definitely Dude, got talent. That, Unbelievable. And he doesn't get enough credit for Walk This Way because everyone knows it with the collaboration that they did with Run DMC. Yes. And assume that all the rapping on there is Run DMC 
Yeah. But you listen to the original track. They're literally just doing the lyrics. It's exactly what Steven Tyler did in 1971, or whenever it was, whenever the first album came out. They're literally just doing what he did. He was doing. He was rapping, effectively, back then. And not only that, but his... Like, if people thought he lost a step, when he did the the um, tribute to Paul McCartney... Jesus Christ, dude. He's unbelievable. He, he I mean, was unbelievable. That same gig when um, with Kravitz, when Aerosmith did come on, they had this huge curtain up at the front of the stage. They probably did a similar thing when you saw him there. And this sort of like intro starts to build up. And you can see him silhouetted behind this big... Oh, come on. Curtain. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. The curtain drops... And they're playing Rats in the Cellar, which is just a belter from one of their classic 70s albums. And um, he's spinning around on one foot. His other leg's out at 90 degrees with his foot at the bottom of his microphone stand. Is is the same, like his right leg sticking out. His right arm's holding the microphone stand. His left arm's out to the side. Then he's spinning around so fast on one leg for a good minute before the song even starts. Come it on. was just out of this world. The band are just ripping it up. I mean, Tom Hamilton, one of my heroes, the bass player, he's so amazing. Um, they're just pounding it out, and he's just ripping That voice, man, honestly, it gets me every time. His voice is insane. Dude, that dude insane. is a natural, a natural pro. He's a natural performer. The dude is like, I, I don't think that everyone that is not an Aerosmith fan knows an Aerosmith song, and that is a benchmark. When you have a song that people accidentally know, you're that's oh, and especially if you're an older band and people yeah. are just like, well, yeah, I know a few songs because their music is just there. It's everywhere. Ragdoll is everywhere. Ragdoll is one of my all time favorite songs by anybody. That's a good song. You like that's a great song. song. That song is good. good I'm for me, it's Love in an Elevator. Yeah, <laughs> I think that song is jamming, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that I song is jamming. I absolutely love Aerosmith. I'm looking on the Pink Pump Wonders. playlist right now, or the you know the, the album tracks. Oh man, the album so good! And Jesus, there's some good songs. I saw him on that tour as well. That was the first time I saw him. Was on that tour. So good. Now, see, if I would have seen that, I think I would have had a whole different outlook. It was just I don't even remember what album it was. I, I really couldn't tell you what album it was. What's the track list? Uh, so we've got Young Lust, which is their opening. I love that song. Uh, oh, F I N E, yeah. which is a great song. That's a great Aerosmith song. Um, going down, loving an elevator. Come on. Monkey on my back. Janie's got a gun. Yep. The Dulcimer Stomp. Oh, the Other yeah. Side. I mean, those are all great songs. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. a hit side. machine, yeah. dude. <laughs> I oh, forgot man. about that Amazing. song. Yeah, yeah. But they're inching toward, like, what is the ballad on that song? Or the CD? What are the ballads? On this one? Uh, yeah. Are there any? Uh, the last what track. What It Takes, I that's, guess. Yeah, What It Takes. But that's a great song. It is a great song. I, I just think them, whoever put them in the same room as, as Diane Warren was a genius, in my opinion. I just thought it was a genius pairing. I was like, man, that's a really smart... I would have given it to a million other bands. I would have not thought that Aerosmith could sing Don't Want to Miss a Thing. I wouldn't have given it to him. I'm like, eh. Oh, but I, th I thought it worked. And also, I'm a Diane Warren fan. But I was like, that really works. 
I'd listen to him sing the phone book, man. I just love his voice. Yeah, it's undeniable that he has a great voice. And it's like, I, I give Aerosmith a lot of shit, but I do respect them as a band. I mean, they've been around long enough. They have stood the test of time. They they yeah, came really back have, after dude. like massive drug addictions and completely killed it even more so when they did when they were first out. So you got to hand it to them. It's just not my cup of tea, yeah. but I really, really do love yeah, Pump. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. A they're, cr- they're fantastic. Dude. And I, I would say that his voice changed the most of any band I've ever heard. Like, I didn't even know that Dream On was them when I was Big younger. difference, you're right. Because they just didn't sound, it, it sounds like a, it doesn't sound like the Aerosmith. I Because when I was like 90, 91 is when I first started noticing them. Yeah. And it was because of their videos. Their, MTV was on all the time. VH1 was on all the time. And it, when, so, when later on in life, when I found out that it was Dream On was them, I was like, it doesn't even sound like Steven Tyler. Sounds like a totally different guy. It's weird. In the early days, he used kind of two voices. Oh, I didn't know. The rasp and then the one that he does on Dream On, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he sort of switched between two kind of tones. It was crazy. He, I mean, and also, if here's a huge benchmark for him. If someone was like, hey, whose stage setup is this? I'd be like, that's Errol Smith. Because I would just look at the mic stand. Yeah. I'm like, that's Errol Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is saying a lot. Because there's not a lot of stage setups. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. A rug under the mic. I, that could be anybody. There's but- a few that have the mic stands that are like telltale who it is. Like Corn, same thing. Oh, Corn has a, or Jonathan Davis, I should say, has an HR Geiger designed microphone stand that dope. he carries with him all the time. <laughs> it is dope. <laughs> it is pretty, pretty dope. fucking dope. I got a <laughs> I want that stand for no reason other than just to put it in my corner. If dude, if I knew if I was friends with Steven Tyler and he was like, I don't have anything to get, I can give you this decorated mic stand. I'd be winning because anyone that came into my room would be able to be like, dude, is that a Steven Tyler mic stand? Like, yes, that's what all the scarves are for. Yo, this, yeah, he gave it to me. It's no big deal. No big deal. Anyway, what you want to do? You want some lemonade? What do you think Steven Tyler's microphone smells like after a gig? I I think incense. Incense and spit. I don't know, man. He looks like he smells really good. <laughs> you want to take a whiff of him? No, but I think he smells <laughs> he like Before incense. the show maybe. Yes. Well, I think he smells like like coconut oil probably. <laughs> like him and Eric Badu probably share the same like incense person for sure. It's not that liquor store <laughs> nog champa shit. No, he looks, <laughs> he looks like he gets that expensive oil, that Egyptian musk. Only the best. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I just think he smelled like he would be someone that I would love to sit and have like a conversation. And it, he's one that I think we would talk about everything but Aerosmith. I don't think he cares to, I wouldn't be surprised if we just talked about everything, but he just seems like a really interesting guy. I have one. Who is one of the ugliest, best singers? Oh, I'm going man, Steve Perry. In trouble. You think he has a good voice? Steve Perry has a great voice. Had a great voice. Oh, Steve Perry. Oh, you're thinking Steve. Oh, my. I'm not going to. You're thinking Joe Perry? You, dude, isn't that weird? How You almost primed me for that because we <laughs> talked about Errol <laughs> Perry was yeah. in the air. Okay. All right. Here we go. Perry was in the airy. See what I, I did, did there? Thing. Good job, anyway. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Very proud of you. <laughs> Freaking Dan. You're shady. I don't care what people talk. All right. Anyway. We were within the perimeter. Uh, very Come nice. On. I understand where you're going. 
ugly singers. There's who number. Oh, um, well, this this kind of ties in. I hate to say people are ugly. Everyone's beautiful. <laughs> But, you guys are so nice. God but, damn it. Why do I always have no to be the asshole? But, <laughs> I always have to be the asshole on this show. No, no, no. They're, they're, no. Um, it, you guys are talking about um, Blue-Eyed Soul last week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you heard Alan Stone? No. Would you like me to pull some Alan Stone up for you? Pull some Alan Stone. Yeah. And, Alan Stone. But first, before you listen to him, Google Alan Stone, brown-eyed lover, right? Play along at home if you <laughs> if you uh, if you've not already encountered Alan Stone. Let me take a look at this cat real quick. Huh, I don't think he's an ugly fella. I think he's a kind of ha- okay. He got a handsome. Point he looks on. like everybody I hung out with in the nineties. Yeah, he's a handsome dude. If you go to the one, not the live one, the one that's like the picture from the album. Maybe John's just now, mean. Maybe John just has like a... Well, no, he's, he's a kind of funky looking dude. Wow, John. Wow. He's he looks different. The beard... <laughs> he's got, well, no, you, wait, you, you need to see his teeth. He's got, he's got like yeah, English teeth. Right now. All right, you see it. Let me see. Uh, he's got English Joe teeth. But listen, to this, listen to this guy. He's got one of those faces. He doesn't sound like he looks. Okay? So brown eyed brother. Christopher Cross situation. Ready? Hit play. All right. Here we go. All right. I did not see that coming. Oh, wait till you hear the voice. Here it comes. I've got a brown eyed lover on the other side of town. What? I don't want to keep What? She's got me up. We're going to keep this going to the chorus. Just it all around. I don't want to keep her waiting. All right, John. All right, boy. All right, boy. Sing the song now. Don't make me come over there. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. A little bit shady in there. I hear it. I was going to say that. <laughs> The chord changes are so Stevie Bucks. We're going to get sued by Alan Stone. Here we go. Yeah, that's good. Uh huh. That's good right there. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm check, all over it. Check out another one. Unaware. Alan Stone, unaware. He's good. All right, and if you watch the video, song out of the top songs that come up here. If yeah, if you watch the video, you'll see the teeth. Now, I love the guy; he's amazing, as you can hear. But he's got very English teeth. It's the picture of him with the guitar that throws you off. Here, let me just get. And he don't look like he sounds right. No, no. Let me just cut it in a little bit. I think he qualifies, Steve. Both. Oh, no, he's Blue-Eyed Soul. You know who he reminds me of? And I know not, Bucks will know this guy. I don't know if Dan will. Uh, Sam Sparrow. I'm not familiar. 
Yeah, Sam Sparrow is that yes, guy too. I've heard, yeah, I've heard him. Yeah, yeah but yeah, this guy, this is this this guy's serious, man. You've really got to check him out. He's brilliant. He's serious. Oh yeah, I'm I'm downloading both. Yep, I'm on it. We were talking about women singers last week of who could be Blue Eyed Soul. What about Amy Winehouse? Was she Blue Eyed Soul? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. No, she's no eyed soul. Oh, for sure. She's more blue eyed soul. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Sorry. She might still be there, but I doubt it. <laughs> oh, my God. They have X's now. <laughs> oh, X's. dang it. Anyway. <laughs> Little birds flying around her head. She... <laughs> Jesus, Dan. Why do you bring me into this? I don't know. You, you know what? I didn't. You just, I opened the door and you walked in. That's true. I would say she's more blue eyed soul than Adele is. Mm. I wouldn't even put Adele in Blue Eyed Soul. I think she's. I think, I think she qualifies, but I could see your point. I think that Amy Winehouse is definitely better, or um, maybe not even better, but she's definitely got more soul. Because the thing is, Adele sounds like she's doing an imitation of someone. Amy Winehouse does not sound like she's imitating anyone really. <laughs> she's just singing how she sings, and it's like, oh, she's just the people she was raised, Donny Hathaway. These people that she was raised listening to, that's how she sings. So yeah, I she's she's good. She's she's blue eyed. So nicely done, man. Nicely done. Mm. What other uh, blue eyed soul did you have come in, uh, Bucks? You said you wanted to you uh, have some people. I've got some other ones. Have you heard Saint Paul and the Broken Bones? No, I have not heard of Saint Tom and the Broken Bones. Saint Paul, Saint, Saint Paul, Paul and the Broken Bones. Yeah, have a little look. All right. Again, another guy that doesn't look like he sounds. Top song is All I Ever Wonder. Yeah, that'll do. Let's see. St. Paul, the broken bones, everybody. These are going to sound like black guys. I swear to God, they're not. Oh, he looks like he sings like that. He's flashing. I like I like it I like it I like it what else you got John okay this is a bit more on the kind of sort of edging into sort of slightly jazzier territory Jared Lawson Jared Lawson I've heard yeah you're gonna like this guy Stephen J-A-R-R-O-D I do know Jared Lawson yeah. I saw him do a piano solo and sing on YouTube there you go. Check out yeah, all that surround. He, he songs. What Stevie song did he sing? He did. I wish he did a version of there, I wish yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. There you go. I, I didn't know he was still around. Check out all that surrounds. Oh, that dude could sing. First song. For a start, it's got a sick, sick bass line. Ooh. Oh yes. Next is Sade. Totally Sade. We're getting a, there's a little bit of D'Angelo kind of stuff going on in this as well with the backing vocals and stuff. Check it out. Sounds like something off a blowout comb. Listen, what an album, by the way. Very blowout comb-ish. A yeah, little bit of a long intro. This is cool. You're just driving down the freeway with your lady. Yeah, it's so chill. This is a lovely album. You're talking to her like, we're not going to make it. It's been fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> Autumn 
shaking off their leaves, yeah. Witness this now, I would have to say, I'm going to stop this one a little bit short. Go hit it, hit it, hit it. I'm thinking that uh, this guy so far is the least blue-eyed soul sounding. But then again, I only heard about 10 seconds of his singing. Yeah, yeah, get a little bit longer. That's it. Hey Dan, yo, I like this. Uh, I would uh, let me get something for uh, uh, um, this is something for something for the ladies that a little better. I think he would like this person. Uh, could you look up Mister? Have you heard of Mister November Bucks? No, he might be up your alley more than this guy would be. Okay, Mister. Go to Mister. No- song? No, I'm sorry. It's called Mrs. Jackson. Wait, Mister November's doing Mrs. Jackson. No, it's Mr. November. I'm sorry. Mr. That's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mr. Jackson. I'm thinking Mrs. Jackson. If you're nasty for Mr. Okay. So there was a Mr. November as well. So it's, but it's, no, there's a Mr. Dot Jackson. Okay. And go to like Tide or Boulevard, whichever one you want to play. This guy reminds me of the dude you just, but with a bigger blue eyed soul thing. Mr. Jackson. You can fast forward a little bit. Is this doing Mr. Duck Jackson? Yes. I'm thinking not fully. Is it all a dream after midnight? It turns into a scene you can't see. Sounds like if we brought Sinatra back and put him with some new music. That's what I was and I was like, but when the beat drops, you're like, okay. How you doing, baby? His producer is good. I'm going to fast forward just a little bit because I want to keep our listeners here. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what are you guys up to? You think he's mixed, Dan? Now that I'm looking at him, you think so? I think he might be mixed, bro. You think so? I think. I, it's just one picture. So from this picture that I'm looking at. I've only looked at him real quick and I was like, oh, he doesn't look like who I thought he was. I think he now, might have a sprinkle. I can't even find a picture of him. How are you finding this? I'm Well, I'm playing the album. I've got nothing. Well, that's cheating. Curse flipping. Let's see. Now I got to see him. Mr. Uh, crime. I hate crime. I can't Jack- find Mr. Jackson because it just keeps on bringing up Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a good point. Or Miss Jackson from Outcast. What a great song that was. Ooh. Not as good as Skew It on the Barbie. It'll forever be a mystery. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's white, dude. Okay. We'll go I with think- that. Would you? Okay, I got something for ask both of you guys. Do you think Elton John is blue eyed soul? No, I would say not. Take me to the pilot. He's got he's got soulful element. And remember, we all thought he was black. My mom was like, we thought he was black till he came on Soul Train and sung Benny and the Jets. Really? They're like, we thought he was a black dude. And then he was on Soul Train. He was like, who's this guy singing? Oh my god, it's him. I've never thought that about (laughs) him. I can say that. No, I wouldn't have thought that myself. I I want to say, but it's not. Like, Freddie Mercury has soul, but he's not blue-eyed soul. This is the thing, yeah. He's not blue-eyed I would, soul. Uh, you know, people often ask me what kind of music I like. And I like, uh, what I like to say is I like soul music. I music that has soul in it. Yes. That has, that has, um, that's meant, mm-hmm. you know, that's intended. It has an intent about it that's not just throw away and 
and surface, you know? So it could be, it could be any genre. And there's a lot of singers that are soulful. I'd say, coming back to Steven Tyler, I think he's got a lot of soul in his voice. He got soul to this. I would say Harry Connick Jr. could be Blue-Eyed Soul. Yeah, yeah. If he sung, because, I mean, as much as he does those, you know, big band songs, when he does like, uh, do you know what it means to Miss New Orleans? You're like, oh, that's where he's from. You can hear it in his, okay, now that's how he normally sings. Because he even said, I started listening to Stevie Wonder, but I couldn't sing like him. So I had to do something I could sing like. But his natural thing is a very soulful voice. Mm. But I, who yeah. else is blue? We already said Daryl Hall. Well, he said Chris Robinson. Chris Robinson oh, from the Black Eyed Black Crows, oh, yeah. Man. Who can sing his ass off. He's got a lot of soul in his he voice. Yeah, man. I only know one so song good. from him because they played that on MTV. I only know one song. Oh, you're talking about Hard to Handle, aren't you? That was my jam, G. What about like, Talks to Angels? She talks to angels. No. Oh. You never heard? Yes, you have, yeah. Steve. You've heard that song. You know what's funny? I was I used to get them and Mr. Jones and me band confused. Oh, counting. Crows. Yeah, I used to get. I was like, wait, are they two different things? <laughs> yeah, Mr. two Fake different Dreads. things. Hey, hey, uh, what? It's true. Is it really? Adam Dirt's worst big dreads? Is that true? Yeah, they're fake. I yeah. did not know that. They are fake. I'm dreads. kind of offended now. He's got a dread hat. Mm-hmm. Oh my! I don't know which one makes me more offended: wow. him having real dreads or the fake dreads. Huh? It's a great question. Are dreads off? Uh, off the uh, table? If you're not, it depends. Here? It depends. If you, if I, if I go to Jamaica and this guy was raised from a child, he's like Bumbaclot. I'm like, hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Bumbaclot. <laughs> I know. It's funny because I was asking my son. I was like, hey, do they just? Jamaicans don't have a language. And mom was like, no, they just have an accent. I was like, is that wild or what? And he just goes back to his Twitter. I was like, okay, I'm the crazy one. I thought I was like, I thought they had some sort of other thing going for him. It's like, no, it's just like, it's just a, it's just a, an accent, a heavy one, but no other language. So if it's a Caucasian person, Bumba Clot, mm-hmm. and as long as they uh, are from Jamaica, That's such okay. a bad word. Yes. What is bumbleclot? I don't know. Oh, mate, don't say it too much. It's really highly offensive. <laughs> is it really? Yes, it really is. It's not one you should throw around. Is that true? What does it mean? What, what, okay, then I need to know. What is it? Yeah. <sighs> Look, John's uncomfortable. I think we just did something Jesus. bad. Jesus. Maybe I need to edit. Yeah. Good job, yeah, Steve. You cussed and you didn't even no, know. No, I did, I did not know because, you know, like when we've been saying it for so many years. I was like, yeah. well, you, I, 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 as, as I understand it, it's it's quite a strong word. Let's see, how would we spell that? I'll, I'll, I'll be the bad guy. Be you. Um. Well, you already see it on Twitter everywhere. There it is. There's a worse version of it. I know that, but you really don't want to. Let's say go that. to Urban Dictionary. See oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> this is a cursed word used in Jamaica when surprised, angry, etc. It's part of the language patios. You can say Pat- it is the patois. Patois. I'm sorry. Patois. It looks. I saw. Yeah. It. it looks like patios to me, bro. Patois. The first time I saw it, I said the same thing. Yeah, patios. Uh, patois makes complete sense. All right, so here we go. So you can say it is the equivalent of fuck. Is that? It sounds worse when you when you're talking about it. I'm just a nice chap who doesn't like to say bad. Wow, words. we really got him. I think we hit his. Uh, this is the point he won't go beyond, Steve. This is the <laughs> see you next Tuesday of Jamaican, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. There was a whole conversation on that, wasn't yeah. there? That is a that's the strongest word over here. The boys is over, mm-hmm. so I'm going to stop using the c word. But I just do it while the boys is in session. Yeah. Hey, um, homeboy does not have an accent. Am I right? In real life, who? 
Urban. Lots of homeboys, man. Carl Urban. He's 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 a Kiwi. He's from New Zealand. Oh, okay. That makes a little. What do you think of the accent he's doing, John? (laughs) Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I heard. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we talked about this on the boys show, didn't we, a while back in season one? But yeah, it's all over the shop. (laughs) It doesn't sound like anybody. (laughs) And (laughs) and um. It's it's the one thing I've had to learn to just kind of not worry about because, it, it, honestly, it doesn't sound like anybody from anywhere. It sounds like a little bit of, a little bit London Cockney, a little bit Australian, a little bit so, uh, South African almost, a little bit New Zealand. It's this weird mixture. And what's really made me laugh, and I, I think, I, I'm assuming it's intentional, but as we've seen other members of his family in season two, yeah, dude. They've, they've all got the same ridiculous accent. It's pretty. Uh, it's like, I don't know where this, this, the butchers are from. They're from some island that's somewhere in the middle of everywhere because they don't sound like anyone. Well, it's good that they kept it's, it consistent, it's, it's, it, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I think they maybe just learned into it and said, right, okay, we need the rest of his family to talk like Jeez, well. We are so. Because am- it's really weird. We're so Americanized, really but I was just strange. like, he's nailing it. I, in oh, my yeah. brain, I'm like, oh, he's killing that accent, right? <laughs> it's definitely not a British accent. He has like he has like little weird moments of it. But within a sentence, he travels all around the Commonwealth, man. It's really weird. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, like, we shouldn't be the people that are judging how accents are supposed to sound. You hear us do these terrible accents dude, every I week. Do the, I don't, at least you, uh, can do, you can do a few accents really good. You're good. You just say, come on. Come, how do you say that's it? That's all I do. Come yeah, on, that's all, that's all yeah, that's I do, it. G. That's all I, I love do. it. Because I won't I love it when a, you guys do I that. won't attempt. Because I know that's my <laughs> limitation. I can't do. Some people can just do accents like Dan. You could do imitations like crazy. I can't. I can make fun of people, but I cannot do imitations. So, I'm sorry. I'm looking up something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What are you looking up? I'll show you in just a second. Can we find out? So, so, so I'm not going to say that anymore because I used to say it to my uncle all the time because he's in a ska band. And every time he starts practice, I would say that. I'm like, I'm not going to say that t- terrible word anymore. I guess if you're in, you know, in company of people that that you know don't mind, it's it's all good. I'm not going to even risk it because they might all look at me and be like, "Oh my god, what did you just say?" Listen to this accent. He's in his usual seat, chatting to the waiter. Right. This is uh, kind of how it went, as I remember. <gasps> I've always said meat tastes even more delicious <laughs> and mucky on a Sunday. Yes, sir. And nowhere better to enjoy than here at the Stadium of Fuck. <laughs> oh, exactly. So come on, don't fuck about what's on offer. Strap in, lad, because this selection is straight from the dreadful mind of our guest chef, Ron Craggs. <laughs> Ron Craggs. Ron Craggs. The Ron Craggs. The inventor of the 12 inch lamb and pelican meatball. The very fucking same. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> what has he prepared for our meat starved stomachs? <laughs> this? No, hold on tight, sir, because this is going to send you to the fuckers AM and back in a meat powered jetpack. Oh. It's a whole shoulder of pork marinated in otter piss, then slow roasted in the stomach lining. Of a circus horse. Fuck off. No, you fuck off. <laughs> That's a, that, those are accents right there. <laughs> Is that John? <laughs> oh, my God. 
John's the one that, that showed me that, man. That's like a that's like a I three and a half guys, minute video, man. and it is uh, fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, those guys are amazing. Jeez, I didn't. I was like, what is that? Now, was that a legitimate accent, Bucks? Yes, yes, that is uh, that is an accent from the northeast of England, known as Geordie. Geordie accent spoken in the towns of Newcastle, Middlesbrough, Sunderland. Everyone sounds like that. They're even the little kids. They're like, "Mum, my dad's mum had that accent." That is, I. You know, it's funny. I just watched a documentary on Sunderland. How into their uh, soccer they are. Oh, the the one about the football yes, team. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I was just like, "Wow, yeah. they are serious about the football team, dog." <laughs> yeah, people are over here. <laughs> they, I mean, man, those guys there. It was. Um, uh, it's a podcast called Atletico Mints. Which is purportedly about football, but they've they've spun it off into just all kinds of nonsense. One of the guys on there is a guy called Bob Mortimer, who's part of a great comedy duo called Reeves and Mortimer. I don't know if you've ever stumbled across any of their work. I have not. They're just so funny, man. They're so good. They're they're massive over here. They're they're a huge um, sort of alternative comedians. In fact, Bob Mortimer is doing a fantastic TV show. Um, I don't know how much BBC stuff you can get access to over there. I have a lot of access to BBC here. Okay, it's a, a wonderful, it's a really wonderful program called uh, Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing. Okay. And I, I can't recommend it strongly enough. Um, it's Bob Mortimer, who's one of the guys that was in that little skit, um, and another comedian, Paul Whitehouse, um, who are good buddies. Um, Bob Mortimer suffered um, a huge um, cardiac arrest and ended up having to have like a triple oh, bypass. Geez, dude. And he was really sort of down. And his friend Paul called him up and said, Do you want to go fishing, mate? And they ended up making a, a, a TV show where they just travel around Britain going fishing on beautiful rivers. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And it's a progress half hour show, and it's 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 not really about the fishing; it's about their friendship. That's a beautiful thing. And 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 the and the way they take the piss out of each other, and and the fun that they have together. Um, and they talk about life, and they talk about death, and loss, and all kinds of stuff. And it's it's and there's these beautiful shots of of of, of the countryside. And honestly, man, it, 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 you'll love it. It's definitely uh, worth checking out. So that's uh, Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing. There's been three seasons of it. There's only like six episodes a season. Yeah, y'all do that over there. What's up? With yeah, you know, it's, it seems to be a thing. Yeah, it'd be like it's, it's quite frustrating. It's it'd be like, hey, <laughs> oh, man, check out just all into of it, season it one, three episodes, yeah. three I'm hours. Like, Come yeah, on, gee, what that's are we it, doing done. right now? Yeah, but it's quality rather than quantity to to a large degree, you know. But it's um. I guess a lot of it comes down to a lot of this stuff funded through the, the BBC and the license pay and all that kind of stuff. Because so. I know that they were going to do another ep- another season of Luther, but something happened because it's like it's only five episodes. I'm like, come on, guys. What are we doing? Yeah, do 20 yeah, like we do. Could be that way. <laughs> do <Yeah>. 20 episodes <laughs> a season. Well, Doctor Who will pull some crazy shit, too. They're going to play like one episode and then the rest of it doesn't come out for months. Oh, uh, yeah. Are yeah, you still keeping up with that, Dan? No, I dropped off after I don't even remember what season we're in, but it was the first season with the new doctor, and I dropped off. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't yeah. bad. It was just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just didn't grab me. 
No, me neither. I'm actually watching his other show right now. Whose other show? Uh, uh, David Tennant. Oh, oh, okay. I'm watching Broadchurch. Oh, yeah, I've seen Broadchurch. That dude's a star. He's a freaking star. And the last season sucks because I want to. I want more, but like, I'm like, how do you get sick of doing Broadchurch when there's four episodes a season? How do you be like, it's time to move on after 12 episodes, dog? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Did you happen to watch the American version too? No. I hear it's no. pretty much the same. It's not. Da- I don't think David Tennant's in it, right? Yeah. He's in the American version? Playing the same role. Oh, I'll watch it then. It was only one season. That's how I knew you were watching the other. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I would I would watch any I would watch anything with him. Like, even that what was that horror movie we talked about a while ago with him and your boy from um your boy from uh Misfits? Remember that horror movie you was in with him? What's the guy from Misfits that we both like? Robert Sheehan? Yes, he he played he and dude freaking david Tennant is the most evil person i have like apparently he just said i'm done with this doctor who thing i want to go absolutely left and be a psycho and he plays a psycho an absolute psycho did you see him in jessica jones as kilgrave i did that's right yeah 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 he was scary i just i just couldn't get into it man jessica jones did not just like um i watched part of a Luke Cage, all those. I didn't watch any of. What was that one? The Karate Dude. Oh God, Iron Fist. I didn't watch any of that. Dog. I wish I hadn't watched. Jesus, that. man. Oh God, it was terrible. And I think Netflix caught on because it wouldn't even recommend it for me anymore. They were like, "Yeah, gee, we get it, we get it." I don't think many of those series were good. I think that the best one, in my opinion, was the first season of Daredevil, and then after that, it was just kind of like, "All right, that was a really good season." Yeah. <laughs> that was a really, really good season. That was fantastic. You're right. I forgot that fight in the corridor. Man, oh, man. that one shot, bro. That's the highlight, yeah, yeah. man. That was yeah, so amazing. So I mean, good. dude, I love those one. But now, uh, directors are cheating. Like, I'm like, that's a one shot. They're like, yeah, it's not. They just knew how yeah. to blend it so well. I'm like, oh, I miss the days of just the one shot. And I think some directors just do, even though they know they could cheat. They do it just so they could pat themselves on the back, and often they deserve it. Because if one thing, remember that uh, what's that movie, uh, the one shot movie? Remember a uh, Victoria? Uh, it's a movie that's full on one shot, and if they messed up, you just have to start the movie over, or start the scenes over. Like it's one shot where they're like, if one person missed their lines or missed their cue, we just had to reset, and it's called Victoria, and that's like the king of one shots because it's a movie in one shot. I'm like, yeah, no one's going to really do that now. <laughs> I'm like, heck no, we're not going to do that. That's, cr- that's ridiculous, but they did it. And so I'm like, well, yeah, if you, they can do that, you can do one shot of, of, a, of a show or of a scene. Like I know a lot of them, um, like a lot of that fight scene in Mission Impossible looked like one shot, but obviously it wasn't with, um, you know, when Homeboy reloaded his fists. A lot of it looked like it was mm-hmm. just continuous, but it's just great editing. Well, 1917 was pretty close to that, too, but they they do show where they broke it up and stuff like that. But I think they did a very fine job of simulating that in a lot of in a lot of the sequences. You know, that's one of those great movies that I never thought of again. Like when I was watching it, I was in. And then after it was done, I just never thought of it again. Yeah, I watched it twice. I haven't gone back to it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't like it as much. There's just so many freaking movies out. What, like, what do you think? Why is like 1917 did not stick with me, but for some ridiculous reason, I would think about saving Private Ryan ever so often. I'm like, why would that movie stick with me? And 1917 is just as good. 
I thought it was a beautiful, like an absolutely beautiful movie. It's just weird that I just never thought of it again. It's And then I watched Dunkirk for about 45 minutes and I was like, I was the one person in the world that was like, yeah, I'm good. It just wasn't good for me. I'm like, eh, I'm cool. Everyone else loved it. Everyone's always talking about how you got to see that movie in the theater. It's not the same. So I never watched it. It's, I don't know. I was like, Maj loved it. He loved it. And I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I turned it off, dog. <laughs> so I guess we're in the what, what we've been watching. I, Real I quick, before we change yeah. over, I didn't mention it. I kind of did at the beginning of the show. But, and Steve, I know you're aware, Fresno is opening back up. Now we have our gyms back. Now Ooh. we have, um, you know, barbershops and all that kind of shit. But yeah. more importantly, we have the movies. They're back. I didn't even know that was the case. I just happened to look on uh, Reddit. And it's like, yeah, Regal's back. So are you going to go? Um, If I'm ever like super depressed, super sad, and life doesn't matter anymore, yes. So what, you mean like you want to kill yourself? Is that what you're getting Yeah, at? yeah. Like if I'm rolling the dice and being like, you know what? If I walk out of here, that just means I'm supposed to be around. Yeah, then I'll go. Other than that, never. Are the movies open where you live, John? Actually, I'm not sure if they are. I, do you know what? I'm, I'm having difficulty keeping up with what the hell's going on. Nana went to the movies, so it has to be in, yeah. Yeah, I think there, I think there is, yeah. Um, I don't think ones near me have been. Again, it's, it's just, it's, everything's a mess. Everything's all over the place. Your favorite theater is open. Are you going? Uh, Playing something you actually want to see. Yeah, if something re- you know something comes out that I really want to see, I'd like to because I miss it. But it depends on you know what the what the situation is. Yeah, I'm assuming they're 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 spacing it out so only so many people can get in there, and there's you know at least a couple of seats space mm-hmm. between each mm-hmm. back and front and side to side. I you know. I guess if all the measures are in place, then, you know, you, you know, I'm happy to go wear a mask or whatever. I miss going. Yeah, me too. I think but, I'm going to um, go. I know like earlier on earlier shows, I've kind of not been very positive about that. I'm not saying that I'm going to be going to the movies every day like I used to, but I think I'm going to go check it out just to see what the layout is. I am mm-hmm. curious what the new theater looks like because they rebuilt it mm-hmm. and uh, or remodeled, I should say. And I think a one-time deal will be okay, but that's just okay. me. And I think I'm going to go late at night, too, when there's not as many people. I, yeah, I will live vicariously through you, so I'll wait for you to come back and bring the, the ruckus. Like, what's it going to take for you to go back to the movies? Oh, of, a, uh, a, vaccine? a vaccine? Bingo. Okay. You know, I'm just thinking about it, and I'm not trying to go into the whole, like, um, like, the conservative side of things, that it's not a big deal or anything like that. But then I start thinking about it, and it's twofold. Because on one hand, I work in a hospital. And I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by this shit more often than I would, you know, care to be. Of course. But there I'm wearing a mask and I have gloves and everything. And in this case, I would be going to the movies. I would be wearing a mask. I would have hand gel with me. So I'm, I'm having trouble sort of figuring out what the difference is. But other people won't be wearing a mask. Well, that's true. No, you yeah. have to. You have no, to. No, because they, they can eat. Yeah, but they if are I have a mask con- on. If you have a mask on, if they have food, they said that you can eat the condiment. So you have to take the mask off to eat. Well, of course. So there are going to be a lot of people in there just digging through popcorn, breathing all over the place. And your mask, great. But there, they won't have one on. Well, if, I'm, if I can break it down a little bit more, though, here's the thing. <clears throat> because recently the CDC said that it's non-aerosol, which I'm not entirely sure. I believe it being where the yeah. CDC's getting filtered yeah, through. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe a thing right now from them. 
That's the case. This is what I was yes. thinking about. And then we'll move along. But it's like, okay. so if you are, I really want to go to the show. I really, really, really want to go to the movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying to go. But yeah. if it is in fact still aerosol and they're just saying something, it's, you know, it's, we live in a fucking time where it's like, you don't know what's true anymore. That's the mm-hmm. thing. So let's just say that it is true. And, and, and um, it's still aerosol. If you don't have goggles on, that shit can get you. So see, I'm thinking about it from all sides because you know mucous membranes in your eye can get in there and boom, you're you you. Well, you that study from tra- you remember that study from China two weeks ago where they were saying we've noticed one thing from people who did who did not get it, and it was they were all wearing glasses. They just happened to have bad eyesight, and they wore glasses. They're, they're like, is it that true? They don't like. They're like, we don't know, but we will I don't say. Buy it. Okay, here's why: because mm-hmm. I have glasses that I wear at work all the time, right? But yes. I mean, they're not covering the sides of your eyes. True. They're not covering the tops and the bottoms of your eyes, which is why they give us goggles to wear. That's what totally. I was getting at with the goggles. So I get that, but the, and mind you, it could be totally wrong. But when you have something that is partially protecting you from particles, that's better than not protecting you from particles. And if you wear, not everywhere needs wears goggles. Not everyone has a job like you where they wear goggles. This is just a normal out there study where they're just like most of these people wear glasses. Not everybody had goggles just walking around this. Then, and the thing is, maybe they're going to. Maybe China's going to be like, also, we're going to give you guys goggles. <laughs> maybe. But my thing is, if you want to go to the movies, that's the reason that they're open. I think if people really want to go, they should go. You live once. Say you go get sick and die. At least you did it on your terms. For a movie. Yeah, but still, it was your terms. I took my life into my hands. I went. I did it. I died. But it wasn't out of total fear. I just went and I happened to die. I'm like, well, at least he did it. Hey, you live once, bro. I don't know. I, I'm really on the fence. I may go. I may not. But here's the thing. I could bring mm-hmm. the goggles. I know I would look like a damn fool just sitting there like I'm ready to snorkel in the theater or something like that. But I could sit there with the mask totally goggles could. on. Totally could. You know what I mean? And now's totally the time. Could. Like if anyone was to do that, that would probably be the, uh, that would be the most time where like, people are like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. Versus. Totally. The vaccine's there and someone's rocking goggles on a mask. You know, well, what I mean? I'm, I'm going to wear a mask pretty much forever. That's what you say. Yeah. I don't I'm buy it. I'm going to wear a mask forever. Yeah. I don't buy it. I think, okay. I think eventually it's all going to get ironed out and you will lose the mask. Until a vaccine. Until a proven vaccine. One that oh, actually works and doesn't listen, kill you. Bro, you think as a brother I'm going in there for the startup campaign? No, dude. I'll be like, y'all have fun. I'll wait and see. <laughs> Where we work, uh, they have this thing where you have to get a PPD shot for tuberculosis. Yes, yes. And they're like, okay, well, you can get the shot and you'll be fine. But if you don't get the shot, you're going to have to wear a mask. And I'm thinking to myself, that is not a threat anymore. That doesn't even sound, not they're that not. it was a threat, but it was kind of like, well, if you don't do this, you got to do this. And that's not what everyone wants. And now it's like no big deal. Everyone wears a mask. See, so- we don't have an option. We have to get the TB skin test. Oh, really? Yeah, we have to. I apologize. Not the PPD. I was talking about the flu shot. Oh, but yes. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only reason PPD popped into my head is because it's some, it's not that anyone needs to know this, but it's something that I have to do next week. Sorry. I did. I did it I two weeks my ago. Story up a little bit, but they're saying that if you don't get a flu shot, you're gonna have to wear the mask. And that's what I was getting at. I'm not even entirely sure I'm gonna get the flu shot this year, but if I don't, already wearing the mask, right? I have a question for you, Dan. Yeah. Earlier, you said, "Let me give you a scenario." Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Scenario, scenario. I, I say them both. Oh, okay. Most of the time, scenario comes up. But then again, I say I used to. I used to say Borat. Apparently, that's not right. I have been so fucking, <laughs> dude. I have been so like you know because uh, I'm gonna try and say it correctly. The sequel to Borat's coming out. I said it right that time. Uh huh. I'm having a hell of a time, like even putting anything. 
you know, like, like on the group page, it's like, I'm the one that will put up like, Hey, this is the new news. And I've been slacking a little bit cause I've been very busy, but yeah. this one came out. I was excited about it. Uh, the new Borat movies coming out on prime October 23rd, yes. which I'm psyched mm-hmm. about, but I, I'm, uh, you, you've given me a complex. Really? <laughs> I don't want to say it. Cause I know <laughs> the moment uh, uh, I put it down, someone's gonna be like, how do you say it? And I'm like, ah, oh, touche. No, and you're just, right. Yeah. I admit it. You're right. I did a little after research too. And no one says Borat. I don't know why it came out. Why? I don't know if I've even said it that way the whole time, but now it's like in my head. So it's like I have to correct myself before I, I have to actually have to think about it before I say it. Well, you're not the dude. I hear people say like, have you watched The Lovely Bones? I hate no. that. The Lovely Bones? That's how you say it. But some people say, have you watched The Lovely Bones? I'm like, wait, why, why do you say it with that down note? Wait, 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 wait. The- hold up, hold up, hold up. Because again, this is something I have to think about. Okay. So say it the correct way. The lovely bones. And oh, and they're putting the emphasis on the accent rather on lovely. Is that what's getting you? Yes, dude. The lovely bones. The lovely lovely bones. bones. That's so weird, bro. Why would you say it like that? I don't know. Who knew you were such a fucking grammar Nazi? Though? I'm not, but it's just like, be like, oh man, oh, I just completely, watched. You are completely, call whatever you want. You can, pass, <laughs> you can, you can so. take Nazi off of the name, but you are a grammar whatever. The only sure. thing scenario hit me is like, does he say, here we go, yo, so what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? I was like, I don't think he says that. No. He might. No. If I was, okay. if I was with that song, I would say scenario. Scenario but, comes out sometimes though. And I think I've heard it both ways. Do you say caramel or caramel? Oh, I hate that word. Uh, actually, I say caramel. Do you say caramel frappuccino? I uh, wait, wait, what? Could, do you say caramel frappuccino? Caramel frappuccino. Yeah, or do you Is say caramel weird? frappuccino? I don't say caramel. I never say caramel. Really? You say caramel of, frappuccino? Reminds me too much of caramel, and not that that's oh. bad, but I get them confused. What about you, Bucks? Do you say caramel frappuccino? Caramel frappuccino. Frappuccino. Yeah. And you say caramel? I say caramel frappuccino. Yeah, see, now you're But then wrong. I say caramel in life. So now I'm bad. I'm the bad yeah. person. Goddamn hypocrite. I don't say caramel frappuccino. I'm like, dude, what are we going to sit eight years for me to say a word? No. Let's caramel frappuccino. Let's call it. Caramel. Do you say salmon or salmon? Oh, dude, that drove me crazy on that freaking show you were. You he told says me to salmon. Are these people that are making barbecue? Oh, they were oh, like, really? put a little salmon. I pushed pause. I said, nigga, what did you just say? Hold up, hold up a second. I was going to ask you something about that. And, yeah. and there's, a, there's a backstory to this. Do black people say salmon more than salmon? Yes. Yeah, I would say I thought so. so. My son was Especially like, rappers. Well, my son came, came home one day because he works in, a, in, in like the butcher department, the f- seafood and the meat and everything. And he was oh, saying that. He's that. like, I've noticed that. He's like, Asian people... And black people say salmon where everyone else says salmon. So he was like, am I saying it wrong? I said, I don't think it's really a right or a wrong. I just think that's just how people say it. But if you ask Steve, of course, he might say something different. No, it's salmon. I got a question for you. Yeah. What would you have said if if your son would have been like, I've noticed Asians and Negroes say salmon. I'd be like, I know too, right? I know. (laughs) Those Negroes are people. Those those Orientals (laughs) and those Negroes are just... I just don't get it because it's not wrong, but it's off enough where you you you'd like walk away, look back, and then keep walking. You'd be like, "He's fine." You know, oh, it's weird. Fine. Yeah, they and they both have like different reactions for me. Like when I hear someone these days say "Negro," I'm just like, "Oof!" Like you're you're okay. back in the day. Or you, you know, I have television. 
Oriental, that's, oh, that's said by a lot of older people. And they don't mean anything by it most of the time. They'll be like, oh, this is a lovely Oriental woman that I met the other day. I'm like, that's, she's not a rug. She ain't a train. Like, don't yeah, call that, her Oriental. That offends, that's like a thing. I think. I think it's like, it's like Roy Kent, though, isn't it? It's like Roy Kent said, um, yeah, my dad, he's, in his, he's from South London. He's in his 60s. Of course he's a bit racist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Especially, I mean, dude, I knew, I mean, you have to know. Like for me, there's certain, there's certain like events I just won't go to. I'm like, oh no, I know that. Yeah, no, they'll be like, hey, can you get me a drink? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm here as a guest also, so you could oh. get on. I have, you know what, dude, dude. <laughs> They're just handing you empty glasses. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Gee, I did something. I think I did something terribly racist the other. I don't even know if I want to say this. I think you should now. I don't think you should take. There's no. Take can you back. push a pause? You can you push? A you pause can't just say that. No, I will take it out if you don't want me to. If okay, you don't want me to put it in there. Right, cool. And maybe I will, and maybe <laughs> I won't. I don't know. Let's go. So the other day, the we, my mom fell out of her chair laughing at me. I was like, I would say that I'm super, like, I'm as left before you get to, like, Marxist. And so I'm sitting there, and, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Did I even say this? Yes. Okay. Um. So, so... <laughs> Watch, it's not going to be even bad. Oh, it's bad. bad. No, it is. It's really bad. In my opinion, <laughs> I was ashamed. So I have needed my fence fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve, go on. <laughs> I think I'm halfway there already. And, and he lives in California. So I have needed my fence fixed for a minute <laughs> yeah and ever so often i'll stop a landscaping truck <laughs> Go uh. on, Steve. and be like hey how much do y'all charge to fix fences and they'll be like oh it's this much here's a card so i'm on my bike And I see a truck yeah. full of equipment, you know, with, a, with folks in it. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to pull over. <laughs> Steve's on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, my God. Go ahead. You were saying, Steve? And so I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to go by and see how much they charge to fix fences. <laughs> and so I get off my bike and I approach these guys as they, get, as they get out of their truck. I'm like, cool. And as they're walking to the house, I'm like, oh, I got to catch them before they start their job. And then one starts pulling out keys to unlock his home. <laughs> and so I stop, turn myself around, and walk back to my bike. And they all look like, what was up with, what was he coming up to? And I get on my bike, I was like, oh my God, they live there. Why would I think they were going there to do a job? Yep, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I said, damn. To be fair to me, they had lawn equipment in the back of a truck. And I was like, I should totally go up and ask how much they charge. 
if I would have asked them, they still would have been like, oh yeah, we have our landscaping truck here. That's why they're asking. But me knowing what was in my brain, mm-hmm. I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I have I'm to like, ask you no. this question. Mm-hmm. Why did you assume that because they had lawn equipment in the back of their truck? It was a land, yeah, with a landscaping uh, number on the side. Right. Did it say that they build fences? They said, well, every person I've asked about land is from landscaping. They're like, yeah, we with a lawn comes fences. Okay. I'm like, oh, cool. But when they had the landscaping on the side, I'm like, I should approach them. But even if I would have kept on going, like, hey, can you fix feet? They were like, yeah, totally. He did it because of the landscaping. But in my brain, I knew that I was naughty. I couldn't now fulfill my ask. (laughs) I couldn't now fulfill that ask. I had to go back and ponder what had just befallen me. So I got back on my bike and I ran like, you know what? I can do better than that. Well, I think you just hit the nail right on the head, bro. I think, and in all honesty, let's just, to strip the comedy away completely, I think, and I'm being quite honest when I say this, that at this point in time, there is not one person on the face of the earth that has not done something that someone would deem racist. And I don't think that it's intentional. So obviously sometimes it is, but I think that we're at this, uh, we're at this crossroads right now where there's a lot of filtration that's happening, mostly over the last few years, it seems like, and you know, with social media and, 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 uh, just everything that's going on in politics and all that. I think that everyone's now taking a step back and looking at themselves and going like what you just said, did I just do something racist right now? So to me, it kind of seems like it's a step in the right direction, but unfortunately it's just out there. And I don't think that it's ever going to be completely gone. And I don't think to be fair, because you thought that that makes you a bad person or anything like that. I just think that it's, it's just sort of, it's just inherently in there, man. I mean, to, you know, to uh, borrow the phrase, it's, it's systemic and it's just there. Yeah, I, I think like if someone walked up and I was like, I used to play sports, they're like, you play basketball? That should offend me. But the fact that I do play basketball, I'm like, well, You're I like, can't yeah. get it. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, I had I you was, for a second. I'm like, dang, I was really dope too, G. I was so nasty with it. You know, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where like a, a lot of my white friends are like, hey, did you know black people have been getting whooped on by the police? And I can't be like, well, duh, uh-huh. No, I'll be like, yeah, I'm glad that you're, um, that you know. I mean, because if you don't learn, if you, every time you say, I just learned something new and someone's like, well, duh, you're just not going to learn anything new anymore. You're like, okay, I'm just not going to, I'm not doing this game. Okay, fine. But this time I was like, okay, I've learned that even if it says landscaping on the side of the truck, it does not mean that they're not parked in front of their house to just go inside. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to know that. That You're one, like, they but can't that, live here. They don't live here. And the funny thing is, I would have taught, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. But it was just like, again, if I would have walked them to my, I don't want to bug you, but can you do, they would have been like, well, yeah, we have a landscaping. That, yeah, we need, yeah, tell us, what do you need done? What's up? But in my brain, I just feel like, I need to soak this in for a second. Because I'm like, how do you, like, how, why does that make me mad at myself? And I thought, I'm like, oh, it's because you assumed that they were on the job because they were riding their truck. Now that part, the assumption on the, in that particular area, yeah, you might want to take a little ding. You know what I'm saying? But really you pulled up, there's a landscape truck out there with a number. There's people in the yard from what I understand. So I think that's even if, even if like, it's the part that you didn't, uh, 
assume that that was their home. But I mean, I still Bingo. Think the, but I think the question that you asked is fair. If they got lawnmowers and shit in their truck and, and you've been having these conversations about how landscaping can do fences as well. I don't really see it that bad. And I, I here's what I would tell you. I bet you they were who I sh- were supposed was supposed to ask. The universe wanted me to ask them because their truck was dope. Their equipment looked real clean. They had the crazy looking DeWalt, uh, crazy looking power tools. I'm like, oh, these dudes are with it. I should have freaking asked them. Well, but, yeah, missed but opportunity, I, bud. No, what it is is a punishment. I had to punish myself for doing that. Now I still got a broken fence. What Don't be so learn? hard on yourself. Don't be so hard. You're okay. Don't worry. Trying, yeah, okay. I will, I will not do that. Uh, you know, <laughs> if, not trying to be funny and then we'll get, we'll, we'll move on, but not trying to be funny. But if someone asked you, Steve, Hey man, mm-hmm. are you a good dancer? Would you get upset? No. Okay. Incidentally, are you, we've never talked about dancing. You know, it's funny, dude. I used to think I was, Oh dude, I'm so glad you don't know my mom. My mom has videos of me doing Michael Jackson impersonations. Cause that was my thing. Um, Avon. She doesn't have it either. She looked. All right. She can get them though. <laughs> she lo- oh my God. She probably DM me, could. please. <laughs> uh, but I used to do, I used to think I was going to go into business as like a Michael Jackson impersonator after my magician thing fell through. And, um, so hang on a minute. Well, <laughs> I was going to be, I was going to go with the circus. I knew great, how to, Steve-o, what would you call yeah, yourself? I don't know, but I had, great a cape. I had a cape. Like I knew how to do. <laughs> I had a cape. I this that amazing. Whole cape versus cloak thing. Oh, amazing. Amazing. You know, it's funny. I remember I, people used to like, my mom would be like, ha ha. Oh, whatever. And I did one trick that she was like, ah, how, how did you do that? No, no, no. For real. Like, that's when I knew, oh, that was a good trick. Cause my mom was like, Hey, how did, no, but, um, and again, black folks don't like magic. Like she was uncomfortable. It was weird <laughs> for her. Like the rest of the day, she was like, Hey, that trick you did earlier, where did that card go? Oh, I can't tell you. No, for real. Like she did not like that whole thing. And so that's why she got me out of that magic thing. She's like, uh-uh, this is demons. This is the why, devil. Why? Because they think, that's what I was going to ask you. Black people don't like magic oh. because they think it's satanic? Oh, for sure, dude. They think that, oh no, this is something deeper than, that's why they don't like, gee, we got to get back to another subject. But Dan, I've been waiting to talk to you about this for two weeks. What? Damn it. it it's All right. us. This is the Heroes of Noise. Okay. Speak for up. you and Bucks. Okay. What would you say a magician is? A person that does magic? Exactly. Something, someone that does magic. Now, if I told you, Dan, I'm a magician, I'm going to hold my breath for five minutes and I just do that. That's not magic. You just held your breath for five minutes. True. David Blaine's not a magician. He's an illusionist. He's sure. But when he's doing these little, I'm going to hang from a helicopter for an hour and a half. And that what, that's what he does. I'm like, well, that's not just mad. That's not magic. You just did that thing. He's a magician that does other things. Can, but if that's his primary thing, like when he pokes things through his skin and that's just what it is, he's poking a thing through his skin. You're not a magician. You're just doing a poking or something through your skin. That's not an illusion. And it's nothing special. If I'm like, watch this, I'm going to chop off my hand. I'm like, oh, all you did was chop off your hand. That's not magic. You just did that thing. I'm done with people calling him a magician. Okay. Well, then if a magician, an old school magician with the cape, the top Mm -hmm. hat, and Mm -hmm. the lovely assistant puts said lovely assistant into a box and saws her in half, 
Is that magic? That's magic because he didn't really do it. It's an illusion. But if he actually sawed her in half, I'd be like, that's not magic. Okay, so what about the one where I, I think it's David Blaine, where he'll take like a ball of string and he'll swallow it. And then the next thing you know, he's pulling it out of his belly button, which is completely because you've got 22 feet of, of colon to go through. It ain't that's happening. magic. That's a magic trick. <laughs> but when you go into an a illusion. ball of water and you just hold your breath for a while, you just trained yourself to do that thing. That's not magic. You what just about when he was in Times thing. Square in the big block of ice? That's not, that's an illusion. But that is magic. But that is magic because he's not really doing that. But the string in the belly button, that's an illusion too. Totally. But that's a magic trick because he's not really doing it. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? When, oh. you're, when I'm just like, watch this, guys, I'm going to run 100 miles without stopping. And I do that. And then I'm just like, ta-da. They're like, you just trained yourself to run for 100 miles. It's not magic. I think if you say to Dar at the end, it is. Oh, that's, I think that's really true. all you got to do. <laughs> that's true. John that's, simplifying I, shit. I should walk up to someone and punch him in the face, and then they're like, well, you ought to. I'll be like, ta-da. They're like, ah, uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, you me. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I really did. <laughs> you got me, Hudson. That's what I, someone could be like sleeping with a person's wife, and they walk in the room, and he just gets up and was like, ta-da. And the guy was like, you know what? Uh, I didn't see <laughs> oh, You rascal. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all today. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And you one. even have a lovely assistant. For a minute there, I thought he'd slept with my wife. <laughs> Nothing up my sleeves. That's because you don't have sleeves on, sir. You're naked. Dude, that is a great YouTube clip where a guy Ta-da! just goes, Ta-da! <laughs> you are you. They go, I want to keep my eye on you. They show Aww. Booth killing Lincoln. They all get on her. He's like, ta-da. And they're like, you know what? Good shot. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty freaking good. <laughs> oh, good job, man. Uh, <laughs> Steve Hudsonisms, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, that was Bucks. Uh, Ta-da. That's Bucks right there. But, right. dude, we're done. Can we just, uh, unless he his primary thing is is doing illusions, if you train yourself to hold your breath for 30 minutes, that's just what you're doing. That's a real thing. That's not magic. Why does everybody hate him so much? Uh, you know I enjoy funny? David Blaine. I, you know what I, I like? Hold on real quick. I, oh, yeah. I enjoy David Blaine. Now, let me ask you a question, because this is literally my favorite part of any David Blaine episode. I'm just mm-hmm. being real. Yes. Does it make me racist that I like him doing magic tricks to black people because they oh, react no. the best? We're the best. We're not That's only the, the best, best ever. We're not only the best. It's run off. Yes, it's the run away. It's the run. Because <laughs> yeah. run. here's the thing. If you notice, we run for random reasons. Oh, I'm only like, asking you because there's been many times you'd be like, I would be in the movie theater and then run out around the parking lot if I saw this. So I'm curious. Oh, where for does sure. Run come in. It's it's a, a thing of excitement. Like if 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 a magic trick happens, it's hilarious. We run. If someone makes a joke, like in, if we're around each other in a stand-up comedy and it's like someone makes a crazy joke, we'll stand up and like jump up and down, like into a twist. It's it, even in like black churches. If you start doing that organ stuff, people will run around the church. So it's good cardio and a religious experience. It's, it makes me spooked out in a religious experience. But in uh, magic, yeah, <laughs> they run away because A, I think a portion of them feels like, oh, this is the devil. No question. If if David Blaine does a trick and he's like, hey, Steve, where's the card? I'm like, I don't know. And he reaches in my mouth and takes it out. I'll probably run. You're out. I'm out. And, and in my brain, it's because 
He just did something that there's no explanation for. Now, when you talk to Penn and Teller, they'll obviously be like, there's an explanation for everything. But they like him, which is you liking him makes sense because they both like him. They're like, he's good at what he does. Make no mistake about it. What he's doing, even though we see the trick behind it, there's a million little things he's doing so that your attention gets taken away from what he's doing. And he's really good at it. But when he swallows a frog and then barfs up a frog, why is that magic? That's just regurgitation. That's just regurgitation. Ta-da! He pukes up a gallon of water and Joe Rogan's like, man, this is amazing. I'm like, of course this dummy would think it was amazing. I would just be like, oh, you're throwing up in my studio. That's not magic. Get me drunk enough, I will duplicate your actions. That's not a magic trick, G. If he was in front of me and he was like, watch this, I'm going to take this little pokey thing and I'm going to put it through my arm and watch this as I put. I'll be like, if you don't give me a magic trick, bro. It's the same guy from the meat store. <laughs> G, he doesn't do magic anymore. He does not do magic anymore, G. I wish him nothing but success because, hey. More power to you. You bring people joy or running and cardio. That's fantastic. <laughs> if you can keep people in shape <laughs> and entertain them, that's awesome. But I, here's what I will say about his magic. Being that I love magic, when you're really looking closely at what he's doing, he's doing his palming, his passing, like a freaking, like flawlessly. It's, you can't even see it. It's an art, he's man. That, it's a freaking, even, if, even though you know what he's doing, it's flawless just like Penn and teller Penn is flawless teller is flawless dude so yeah anyway off the magic i could talk about magic forever well i can do a really nice link do you know who apparently is a good magician don't tell me hold on let me think uh is he an actor uh-huh mm, english actor yeah all right dan, dan you gotta have to bring it in uh i am not entirely sure um, an English actor who's a great magician. Can you give us a hint? It's one of the people in Ted Lasso. What? Brett Goldstein? Nope. I give up. Please be Nathan. Nick Mohammed. It is. Nathan's a good magician? Apparently so, yeah. Really? I would yeah. not have guessed that, dude. Yeah. It's a thing. Magic is a thing, dude. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but we've all seen... The finale of Ted Lasso, right? We have seen the finale. Yeah. Did you love? Yeah, come twice. on. Did you love it? Did you love the? I'm not going to say, oh, but like, what it. happens like right in the beginning? Speaking of a certain person, I was like, this, this yeah. is the way it's supposed to be. That's beautiful. It was My beautiful. heart is warm Definitely. right now. I'm about to make yeah. you really mad, Dan. Of course, you do at least once a week, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Go ahead. That's what we tune in for. I, I, I didn't really, I didn't like the finale. How come? It just yeah. ended. Well, it's supposed to. I know, but that's not how you end a show. In my, in mind, you, they're perfect because it's a per whatever. But I'm saying, like, the last scene was just there. Well, I think you were expecting one outcome mm. that didn't occur. Correct? No, I expected the outcome. I knew that that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen because that's yeah, the they only did way kind they of borrow from the uh, cliche of sports movies. Exactly. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that it's better because it now gives them a whole other reason for season two. Bingo. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I just think they didn't stick the landing like the rest of the episodes stuck the landings. I thought it was quite circular. 
I thought it brought I thought it brought it right back to the first episode mm. quite nicely. I absolutely love it. It I think it's the best of American comedy and British comedy in one program. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, it does kind of weave in together very smoothly. You're right about that. It really does, and that's not an easy thing to do. You tend to get one or the other. It's really split between the characters. Like all the Ted stuff's brilliant US comedy. The stuff with him and Coach Beard is, you know, the way their their relationship and the, and the dialogue between them is like you get in the best American comedies. But then you've got all the British stuff going on. And the way they all speak and the way they talk to one another uh, is is fantastic British comedy. And the two combine together so brilliantly. And I've not seen that so clearly done before. And it works so well, if you see what I mean. Yeah. I, think it, I, I really think it's a perfect balance. I think that they did a very good job of making sure that everything, no matter what coast you're on, is accessible. Yeah. And, and, and there's so much more to it than comedy. So much heart in the show. Absolutely. And it's so wonderful and so full of, of warmth and love and positivity that it's, it's been like medicine. You know, it's, I, I've really, I've spoken about this before, but in the last few years with developments in the world, I've really struggled to hold on to my faith in my fellow man and, and been hard, trying not to think that, you know, the worst of, of a lot of people. And I've always been quite optimistic, and it's been hard to stay that way. Um, and this has come along, and there's been a real affirmation and uh, a sort of reminder of everything that I believe in and everything that I think is important in life. And um, it's been wonderful. It's really lifted me. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you 100%, man. It's, it's gone beyond just being a good show. It's, it's, it's really helped me. And I've, I've, I've shared it with, like you guys, I've shared it with a lot of people. And it's had the same effect on them. I've had people thank me for, for, for telling them about it. Because it's, it's had a really positive effect on everyone I know that's watched it. You know, my partner was very skeptical. There's not a lot of stuff that, com on the comedy level, we find different things funny quite a lot of the time. Um, and she's got absolutely no interest in football. Um, so she was quite skeptical. And I was like, no, you really, you need to watch this. And she absolutely loved it. Yeah, I think Ted Lasso is really, I mean, yes, it's, it is, uh, it's dressed in sports. But it really yeah. is just about yeah. human nature. Not really about that. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just such a, it's a beautiful show. Like they've done something that I personally haven't seen. Like you're saying, you, know, you haven't seen that type of a, a mix of comedy, but maybe it's just the time that this show came out because I agree with you. It's something that I felt like I needed and I'm right mm. along with you when I feel like I'm losing faith in my fellow man and everything like that. But, you know, that's the thing is that there are good people in the world. Lots of them, like a whole yeah. bunch. It's just yeah, like yeah. social media yeah. and media in general tends to show us the negative side of everything right now. And it just tends to build up even more. I mean, yeah. particularly in the States right now, as things get closer and closer towards election time, it's just fucking nasty yeah. over here. So, yeah, so yeah. Ted Lasso to me is like a, it's um, and I can't think of anything else because yeah, you know, we use television and we use film and things like that. Music podcasts to get away from that kind of stuff. And uh, to me, it's like Ted Lasso is kind of like an oasis. 
You know, you can go there. Yeah, Everything feels safe. Yeah. It's nice. It's pleasant. You you feel good. You laugh. You cry. That kind of thing. It's just a. It's just this beautiful show that I think. I, I don't think it's intentional, but I think that it came out at the perfect time. I think it came out right when we Absolutely. needed it. And it's a shame that yeah. not a shame because I think that this show will definitely get its um its legs and its audience. But it's a shame right now that yeah. so many people are unaware of the show. I mean, you have to have Apple TV or be listening to podcasts that are promoting this kind of thing. But it's one of those. Yeah. It's one of those rare finds. Like I could see a lot of people that don't listen to podcasts and maybe have no idea who Sudeikis is just checking it out because it's something new that they just got with their new iPhone. You know, they got Apple TV now and they're checking it out and that's how they're finding it. But I think this show yeah. will find its legs and, and I don't know. I mean, I don't think it'll ever come off of Apple TV, but could you imagine if, if uh, Netflix picked this thing up? It'd be so massive. Oh, it'd be massive. It'd be absolutely massive because I think it's got a broad appeal. And I'm I'm personally really delighted for Nick Mohammed and Brett Goldstein in particular because I've been a fan of their work for, for a good few years now. Um, there was a fantastic um, kids show on a few years back. Uh, it was like a sketch show for kids, but it, was, it worked for adults too. It was really, really funny. Um, called uh, Sorry, I've Got No Head. And Nick Mohammed was in it. He was one of the ensemble cast of that and he was fantastic in that um i've been li listening to brett goldstein's podcast for the last couple of years just started and by the way thank you very much for the recommendation dude it's great yeah yeah and i i wasn't aware of his stand-up work or anything i only knew from from the podcast um he's not a widely known um stand-up comedian over here i think he's sort of within that you know people that are really into stand-up know of him um, but he, he never had like a TV show or a breakthrough thing. Um, but his podcast is great and, um, I've been listening to that for a while. And then when you recommended it, um, I checked it out and thought, oh my God, he's in it. Fantastic. And it's the first time I've seen him act. Yeah, or, me too. You know, be on screen. Yeah, he was completely new to me. Never heard of him or anything. I want, I want to check out his film, uh, Super Bob, is it? He made a movie. Oh, I'm not familiar, um, but I would watch it. Yeah, yeah, he wrote, directed it, and starred in it. And apparently, I was listening today. He, that's when he started working out because he was going to be a superhero in this film. So he started working out, and then he just carried on doing it. He's like, "Oh, I look like this now, right? Okay." And he just kept. Like, <laughs> I go back, right? Yeah. If anyone, but, if anyone um, is yeah, interested uh, in yeah, the podcast, I'm sorry, John. I was just going to say, if anyone's interested in the podcast that Brett, Brett Goldstein does, who plays Roy Kent on Ted Lasso, it's called Films to Be Buried With, and you can get it on iTunes or any place else that you get iPods. Excuse me, uh, podcast rather. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. It's a, it was a really great podcast. He's uh, he's he, he's clearly a lovely guy. He knows a lot about films as well, man. He's really into it. Um is clearly a student of movies but um yeah and he he wrote quite a few of the episodes and of uh ted lasso as well so he's he's kind of uh it's great to see him doing well and, and getting that recognition you know all good shit but man. yeah so, so good such a great show and uh i just i'm gutted i'm now gonna have to wait until season two comes out <laughs> whenever that'll be oh, yeah we're not gonna see that for a good six seven months i'm sure Maybe even longer, probably yeah, yeah. longer, probably this time yeah. next year, probably longer. Yeah. yeah, I would say at least a year. So, all right. So we have about 10 minutes left for reviews. So they're going to be the lightning round reviews that I like to call them. Um, I have a couple things that I've watched. I'll go quick with it. Uh, I know Steve's watched a few things and it's more Steve. If I'm not mistaken, it's more about you catching up with Apple TV, correct? 
That's it. Okay. And then John, if you have anything you want to add, feel free. Um, I'll just go real quick. The two things that I watched this week were a show that's on HBO Max. It is called Unpregnant and it's a movie about an hour and a half long. Have any of you guys heard of this one? I have. Did you see it? No, it's not. No. A 17-year-old Missouri teen named Veronica discovers that she's gotten pregnant, a development that threatens to end her dreams of matriculating in, at an Ivy League school and the career that will follow. Uh, it's, it's written and, no, excuse me, directed by Rachel Lee Goldenberg and written by Jenny Hendricks, uh, who's also the author of the book, and then Rachel Lee Goldberg, I believe, stars Haley Lou Richardson, Barbie Ferreira, Giancarlo Esposito. Is it Giancarlo or Gian? How do you say his name, Steve? Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. Is it Gian? Not Gian. Okay. okay. Giancarlo yeah, Esposito. Gian. Another name that I completely fucking butcher. It's one of those like feel good movies. And I, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I will say that I like the message that it gives. And especially right now uh, with what's going on in America, I think it's uh, important that we see this movie. So I'm going to leave it at that, but uh, unpregnant. Yeah. I will go ahead and give that one three and a half out of five. If we had more time to get into it, I really would, but I'm just going to kind of blast through these. Uh, the other thing that I watched I kind of enjoyed it. It's something I feel like I need to watch again because I was kind of watching it on the, uh, I wasn't paying as much attention to it as I should, but it was called, it's called Enola Holmes. And you guys have heard of this one, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a series, not a series. And now that I think about it, why would it be a series if it's got Henry Cavill in it? He just did freaking The Witcher. He's done. He wants to do movies. But uh, Enola Holmes stars Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill, Helena Bottom Carter and Louise Partridge and a bunch of other people. And what it is, it's the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. When Enola Holmes, Sherlock's teen sister, discovers her mother missing, she sets off to find her, becoming a super sleuth in her own right, as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy around the mysterious young lord. I got to say that I really enjoyed this one. Uh, it's, it's definitely got that young, you know, young adult thing to it, but it's got Cavill in it. Cavill, what the fuck is it with Cavill? Like, I've never seen him wow me. Yet I love the guy, if that makes any sense. I've never really seen anything that he's mm. that he's been in where it's just like, holy shit, did you see Cavill do that? Even the whole, you know, reloading the fist thing. There's just something about this guy that I like. And I think he does a fine job as Sherlock Holmes. But I think that Millie Bobby Brown is finding her footing. I mean, the last thing that I've seen her in that wasn't related to Stranger Things was that Godzilla movie. And I was like, mm, you know. There she is because she's in Stranger Things. But I think she's starting to find her voice now. She's got comedic timing. Uh, she's not bad at like the choreography when it comes to fighting and things like that. And she's just kind of a pleasant person in general, in my opinion. So I, I recommend this. If you have younger kids, not even younger, like as in like four or five, but if you know you want to watch a movie with your family, uh, with your preteens or even like your teenagers, and they happen to be a fan of these actors, it's not bad. It's only about an hour and a half. I don't feel it's a slow movie. I think it's kind of fun, and I could totally see them working their way towards sequels. So as far as Enola Holmes goes, I'm going to go ahead and give that one a, uh, you know, I'm just going to give it a three and a half out of five. I'm not even feeling witty today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else you got? <laughs> and then lastly, I watched The Comey Rule. I watched both parts of The Comey Rule on HBO, or is it? No, Showtime. I'm sorry, it's on Showtime. This guy's known as the guy that gave Trump the presidency, basically. And it tells that whole story of how you know, he's working for the uh, Obama administration and, and then the transition of power with, with Trump and everything that, that entails there. And then a lot about, uh, you know, with um, collusion, uh, it's, it's him tracking all that down and how he basically gets inherited by Trump and Trump basically just requests his loyalty. Now, I got to say, the reason that I'm kind of like hesitating and explaining this is that there is no doubt in my mind that the Comey rule is completely biased. Okay. I don't say that to make it sound like I'm, I'm for either party. I think you guys know where I'm at, but 
it's without a doubt, it's totally biased. But that said, the acting's very well done. I think Brendan Gleeson, who plays uh, who plays Trump, does a pretty good job. It's it's kind of hard because you know that dude's on my radar all the time in this country, and to see someone else play him, it is a little. I, I was taken aback by it a little bit, you know. And and I'm so used to seeing this man's face that I had little trouble associating, like like in other words, believing is what I'm trying to say that that was like Trump. But I think he does a pretty good job. I think that Jeff Daniels does a great job as James Comey. Everyone's pretty solid in this. Holly Hunter, Sally Yates, um, they all do a fantastic job. Scoot McNary is Rod Rosenstein. It's an interesting ride. It's a two-part thing. I think the whole thing, it takes about, I think it's like roughly four hours long if you watch both parts. There's night one and night two. You can watch them both now. And I, I would recommend watching this. You can't base your politics on drama. You know what I'm saying? But I think they do a pretty good job of explaining the story in a short amount of time. Again, it is quite biased though, but it was good and I would recommend it as a watch. The Comey Rule, I'm going to go ahead and give that one a four out of five. That's we'll fair. Let's hand it to our guest. Yeah, that's, you know what? Pardon my manners, Johnny. What yes. have you been watching? Um, what have I watched recently? Uh, I watched a good documentary on Netflix called Life After Flash. Oh yeah. Which is oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Jones from the Flash Gordon movie. That's um, that's well worth checking out if you're a fan of of the Flash Gordon film, which I am, uh, particularly Brian Blessed. Um, I bought that on Blu-ray as well. They just brought out a anniversary Blu-ray, 40th anniversary Blu-ray. Um, they've done a lovely job of restoring the movie. So it's well worth a watch if you uh, haven't seen it for a while. Um, a friend of mine recommended a film from 2011, a British kind of uh, crime, mystery, horror film called Kill List. Um, it's very, very, very dark. Um, so if you're in the mood for something like that, it's um, bleak and quite horrible, but fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that. I actually saw that. Yeah. Oh, you have seen yeah, I just it? Did, I just don't. Remember, I just don't remember what it was about. Oh, god. Yeah. Oof. It's got one of those endings that will stay with you for a little while. Um, uh, my supernatural uh, watch continues. Yes. What season are you finished, on? Yes. It's finished season seven. <laughs> and you still have so much more to go. That's why I'm so intimidated. Oh no. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not quite halfway. <laughs> but um, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's great. It's it's um it's kind of one of those shows you don't have to completely pay full attention to, but you know it's like an iron in show. But um, but I love it. I do. I really. There's some fantastic um episodes. There's a lot of ones that are kind of okay. It's never it's never below fun mm-hmm. though, for me. Um, and some of it is really really good. I mean the the interplay between the characters oh, and the brothers when you dude. you know when you get to know them, they're, they're so funny. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Okay. So you know how like there are some shows because from what I can tell with Supernatural, even though there is an ongoing story, they're all sort of like they're separate stories, right? In other words, is I it safe know. to There's assume sort that of you can month. skip a couple and still be okay? Or does it, is it leading, like if you miss anything, you're going to be lost? Yeah, I think probably um, the overall arc generally, it seems, kicks in like near the beginning of the season and then towards the end of the season. In the middle, you get kind of more the kind of monster of the week kind of episodes. But, um, but each season has a sort of overall arc. Um, and am I to so, understand that after season one, it tends to get a lot better? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think probably around season four and five have been my favourite so far around that kind of period. Uh, but it's, you know, I've enjoyed season seven too. Um, so, yeah, I shall continue to work through those. But, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Nice. Nice, dude. That's some good recommendations right there. All right. So I'll, I'll just give you two. Um, number one, uh, you're totally right, Dan. All of Apple, well, most of Apple uh, TV is really good. Uh, started uh, for all mankind. Not going to happen. Like, do you like Joel Kinnaman? I do. I find him to be a hu- just just a human nap. I, I yeah, don't know I, what it is. I like him. I like. I don't know what it is. I cannot get into this guy. I fall asleep, literally fall asleep with everything this dude's in. Yeah, dude. That the show is just. I'm like, I'm. It didn't take me long, at all, to turn it off. Yeah, I know a lot of people Um, love that show, but I just could not get into it whatsoever. And then there's Servant. Uh, I was reflect the. So actually, uh, Fab Roars told me to watch Servant. It's good, dude. It's about months ago, Steve. You watched it? Yeah, uh, I never finished it. But That's I think what I was wondering. I, Did you finish that joint? I think I'm like four or five in. I would probably just go back and watch it over again. It had nothing yeah, to do with like not being into the story. I just, you know how it is. I just got busy. Yes. And- I got to get in the mode to watch that. Yeah. And here's the weird part about that. If I'm in the mode to watch Servant, I would just turn on Shudder and watch an actual horror movie. That's the difficult part Servant's in. It's not horror, but it's horror enough where I could just go to Shudder. I, it's weird. So Are you digging I, it? I like it. I think it's really cool. I like the actor, though. I like him and everything. The girl I recognize, is she from that 70s show or something? No, she's from Six Feet Under. There it is. I like that show too. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, uh, and then I've watched, so that's on, uh, that's on uh, Apple TV. And dude, I absolutely adored the morning show I thought on Apple would. TV. It was really good. Obviously, um, you have to be in the mode because it's just, she, she does as much, Jennifer Aniston uh, is giving, um, Ah, oh, daggone it. What's my homegirl from um, Married with Children? Oh, Christina Applegate. Giving her a run for her money on crying. Giving her a run for her money. Because she cried through that whole show. That's pretty much what Jennifer Aniston did. Did the whole show. Good. I would give, and I'm going to rate this one. I'm going to give um, the morning show a 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5 yelling producers. Because that's Fair what enough. they all do, apparently. That's and a high last, rating for you. Yeah, it's not. It's really good. I really liked it. You know, nothing really touches for that often. Um, and the last thing I watched is the most depressing thing I've watched this week, um, which is the debate. Ah, no. Um, what uh, I watched was- Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> an American murder <laughs> on Netflix. I don't know why I watched this. You know, it's funny. I listened to so many murder podcasts that halfway through, I realized that I knew about this one. However, uh, it's about they what they do is they use footage of police body cams to tell about a murder mystery. Like when the police first get there where they're like, hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, I can't find my friend. Like you're seeing the people. And so instead of doing reenactments, you're watching the story unfold as they find out what has happened to these people. Yeah, exactly, dude. And they show 120,000 videos of the mom and the girls day by day. So you get to know them. Gee, after the movie was over, you're like, what, 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 like what, what was the point of that? They show all the interviews with them. 
Like it goes to a, oh, this person did it to a, oh, maybe that person did it to a, oh, maybe they're perfectly fine. It's all over the place, but it's because there's no narration. All they show you is the body cams of the cops, real actual footage, the girls, the men, or the, the husband, all the people in actual video clips and the text messages as they're writing. So you're like, you're living through this story and you live through it to the end. And it's American Murder on Netflix. If you're ready for it, go for it. I would give it a three out of five bodies in an oil well. I like that specific. Yeah. That's giving guys kind of a clue of, do you really want to do this to yourself? I told Dan not to immediately. All right. Fair enough. But you're still giving it a three out of five though. It's it's a really well done because there is no narration. You're watching these beautiful girls, their what, their mom, the father, interacting all the texts going back and forth the dad texting her being like where are you we uh, are you or did you take the girls and go somewhere the cops calling their messages the video of everybody and oh dude it's just horrible man <laughs> sounds like a blast steve i'll be sure to check yeah, it out <laughs> that's it so anyway that's all i got and that's it man one more thing one more thing and i'll just be really short about it just because i just remembered if you have comedy central or hbo max you're probably well aware of this and you happen to be a south park fan you're well aware of this but they just this week released their pandemic special which i think yeah. is an extension of 24 if i'm not mistaken uh, i think it's a, i think it's season 24 that we're in but it's just an extension of that that shit is one of the funniest damn episodes I've seen of South Park in a long time. I am not a diehard South Park fan, but I happened to catch this one and I was waiting for something to come from them being that they're so topical and the time that we're in right now, I knew it was going to be good and it does not disappoint. So I won't give any kind of spoilers or anything like that about it. But if you guys are even remotely into South Park, watch the South Park pandemic special. It's fucking fantastic. I give that one a five out of five easily. Just just a quick one. Y'all go for it. I just remember something else I've been watching. Did you guys carry on with Lovecraft Country? I did not. I did not. I'm waiting for it to stack up, and then I'm going to binge it. Yeah, I recommend it. It's good, dude. Yeah, it got really good, Dan. It's not that I'm completely done with this, but I'm going to do exactly what you're doing, Steve. I'm just going to wait, wait till it's all done, and then just just totally like binge that shit. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I've really, really enjoyed the last couple of episodes. Nice. Does it get back into the area anything remotely like his dreams? Um, almost every episode is different. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, this is what you have to expect: is that each episode is almost a a separate thing. You you never know what you're going to get from one episode to the next. But um, the directions it goes in, I found really, really interesting and really creative. So, but yeah, check it out. See what For you sure, we'll and, do. and we'll do. Yeah, and I the thing is, I hate Lovecraft. His books, I don't like his books. But I like the show. So that says something. Hate's a strong um, word, Steve. Yeah. I really just It's not really got very much to do with with his Not book, really. really. It's the it's the It's it's more about um well, I can't really say Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's great yeah, though. It's, I it got really it is good. good. It got really good. Yeah, yeah. You'll like it. And on that note, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. The Next time we get together, um, we're going to make sure the next time all three of us get together, we're going to do more music stuff because, I mean, we're talking to a professor of music over here in, in Johnny Bucks. 
I've got some exciting news as well. Oh, wait. Front. Do you want to say it now or later? Um, yeah, coming back to the blue-eyed soul thing. Obviously, the best exponent of that in the modern day is Mr. Jamie Johnson and his wonderful band, The Lucky 13. They're wonderful people. Check them out. Wonderful. <laughs> um, we've been contacted by um, Universal Records and the management, management company of Mr. Cat Stevens. Uh, the 50th anniversary of uh, a couple of his albums is coming up in November. And they've asked us and several other artists to do a cover version of, of a Cat, Cat Stevens tune oh, nice. and submit a video for a huge event that's happening in November. Uh, it's going to be live on YouTube. It's going to be several hours long featuring lots of very, very big names and us, little old us that is in amongst awesome. the mix. Which makes um, you a big name so now, John. I can't, I'm not allowed to let you know the names at the moment, but they, they are all household names. There's some serious, there's, um, there's a particular person that I know Steve is a big fan of involved. There's someone we mentioned earlier in the podcast involved. Uh, there's, a, there's a very, very famous female country singer involved. There's a um, singer from a famous Seattle band involved. Oh, my God. Um, it's not Chris Yeah, Cornell. I can't be specific, but there's... Holy um, cow. Yeah, there's some big names involved in it, and, and apparently, yeah, we're, we're in, a, in the mix with that. That so. is beautiful. Dude. That's fantastic, man. We're, uh, Congratulations. We're, so I'll keep you guys posted, obviously, and it'll be all over the medias. So, um, But, yeah, we'll, uh, we're very excited about that. Congratulations, man. You know we're going to promote that, too, man. So please let us know. We'll get it out there as much as we can. Thanks, man. Anything else you want to say, John, real quick before you go? Any place that people can contact you? They want to reach out and, and see who's attached to this lovely voice of yours? You got any info for them? <laughs> um, you, can, uh, you can tweet at me at Johnny. That's J-O-H-M with three I's and three E's on the end. Um, but I don't often check it, so I don't get too excited. <laughs> so you're wasting your time. Got, like, four, yeah, but you can give me a follow. I've got about four at the moment. Ooh, who wants to um, be the fifth? Yeah, but, but obviously I'm around on the Heroes of Noise community page and um, I'm linked to, to the Heroes of Noise. So if you want to hit me up on Facebook, that's normally, if I'm going to hang out anywhere in social media, that's where I'll be. And check out uh, Lucky13sBand.com and uh, Majestic12, Majestic-12.uk and um, uh, GrooveZooBand.com. Done and done. Good dude. First of all, thank you so much for coming on at such short notice, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I know we communicate a lot online me. and stuff, but it's always nice to hear your voice, brother. Man, it's so nice to uh, to to be on the show again. I'm obviously I'm, I'm a huge fan of you guys, and it's always like getting to chat to some of my famous rock stars talking to you uh, guys. Seriously, it's great. Get out of here with that buck. No, honestly, man. No, be chilling with Cat I am a proper fan. Yeah. You, know what? you know I'll take it, though, because if he's chilling with Cat Stevens and exactly. you know, his best friend is Paul McCartney, I think we're in good company, Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I don't want to tell you who's going to be sharing the stage, but he's rhymed with Hall Hamartney is what I'm <laughs> Next question. And Helton Bond is what I'm telling you. And there is talk of a big, massive tour next year, so I might eventually get to see you guys. Yes, and are we going to get some badges? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I'm in the front fucking row. I'm telling you right now. If I got to beat my way to it, I'm going. You better be. You will be, oh, for sure. What are you be. talking about? You what are you talking word, about? You have my word as a gentleman, sir. Word is bond. <laughs> word is bond. But yeah, if we can get back to live music again, hopefully one day, then it might happen. When the oh. world opens up, everything's going to get back to normal. Also, yeah. when the world will, I'm not even going to like break this into a topic or anything, but I just read right now that uh, Cobra Kai season three comes out in January. So boom. Beautiful. beautiful. That's when the world's going to open up again. Hopefully, hopefully January, but you know what? I'm probably just being a bullshitter right now. John, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Steve, anything else you want to add before we go? That's it. Nope. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, Steve at SC underscore Hudson Music. And of course, you can go to www.heroesofnoise.com and get everything. Leave us a voicemail, subscribe to the show, subscribe to our friend shows, pick up some merch. All of that is right there for you. Thanks for listening. My name is Dan Ramirez. For Johnny Bucks, an official hero. For Steve, another official hero. We are the Heroes of Noise, ladies and gentlemen. And I ask you this. One request. Maybe it's maybe it's three. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Yeah.